0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Get Some Podcast. My guest this week, one of the top hip hop DJs, <laughs> stand up comedians, Russell Peters. He is I, as AKA uh, part time roommate. Backstory: I wanted Russ the first weekend I was in the studio. Correct. I'm talking to you like you're not here. Okay. I wanted you first week, so I text you. I said, uh-huh. "Hey, Russ, can you come on?" You're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Where are you staying?" I was like, "I just get a hotel because I'm shooting in LA. I live up in Northern California." He's like, "Just stay at the house." Uh, okay, that's when you're rolling the dice when you don't know how people are living. Right, right, right. I don't want to walk in. There's lines of coke. <clears throat> yeah, that's mm. me. <laughs> with with this fucking nose, I'm gonna have a. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll go broke. <laughs> I'll be I'll be snorting brocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am, uh, four episodes in, and I feel like I was like, oh, I actually got a place to stay in L.A. Yeah, you do. Laying low, let me use one of your cars. Yeah, one of the cars. Pra- practical jokes. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I put on Instagram that I bought a 64. Was that a Cadillac? 64 Impala. Chevy Impala, I'm sorry. People believed in F- Faison oh, yeah. called you. Faison called me mad, too. Yo, what the fuck? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm mad at you. I go, why? You sold the 64. I go, to who? It was <laughs> to Gary Owen. I go, I never, what the fuck are you talking And I go, oh, his post. I go, no, he just did that for a goof. He didn't really he didn't get it. And he's like, oh, okay. I was about to be mad. I'm like, you already mad. Well, here's <laughs> the thing on my last special, which was called hashtag Doing What I Do, if I put Doing What I Do on an Instagram post, it's fake. Right. So I put Doing What I Do, and I had people in my own neighborhood, yo, you driving that up? One guy offered to tow it up for me. Hilarious. Dude, I could tow that up. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'll flap that not my, for you. It's not mine. <laughs> When you ride in those 64 cars, I'd be like, this isn't, it's cool to like run around town in, but I don't want to drive cross country in that thing. Oh, hell no. There's no seatbelts. You're flopping around, you know. (laughs) I just can't believe families drove like that back in the day. Well, we did. You know that. We, My my parents had a a 1977 AMC Hornet. It was orange. As orange as this drink is. How many people was in it? Me, my mom, my dad, my brother. But I would always want to sit in the, we used to call it the backpack. Right, <laughs> that's what the hatchback. The hatchback, was. yeah. I want to sit in the backpack and I that's fine. They didn't care. You'd sit in the backpack and you'd fucking roll around when they took turns. You didn't, but, there was no car seat. I'm like seven years old, but that's all you knew. That's all we knew. So you're like, that's the coolest car out. Yeah, I'd fall asleep on the way home, lay down. My dad would hit the brakes, I'd fall off the, <laughs> off the bench. So we had a we had a we had a station wagon, a beat up one, and we drove it from Cincinnati to Cocoa Beach, Florida. No air conditioning. Oh, we did all the same. The whole way. No you, don't know any, you don't know any better? I just remember riding. All the windows were always down. Yep. Couldn't hear anybody talking. Right. But that's just, we were so excited to get to Florida. Yep. Eight track player. We might we have had a cassette. Did we have a cassette? I don't think we had that. I think we just had a radio. You're we had, had an eight track player in ours. We were very fancy. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I remember growing up, I thought people who had air conditioning in their car were like rich. Same here. Or in their house. Did you grow up in an apartment or house? Townhouse. Townhouse. Dude, we live in Trailer Park. I was like this. Yeah. Anybody that had any kind of foundation. Yeah. I I, dro- I drive through now when I go back home to Cincinnati, some of the neighborhoods that I thought was nice. Like I really thought this yeah. is a really nice neighborhood. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, same. When I go home to Brampton, my, I remember Alan Thick's parents uh, grew up in, or his dad was a doctor in our in my hometown of Brampton. So Robin Thick's grandparents. Robin Thick's grandparents. Um, his dad. His grandfather, Doctor Thick. That's not the doctor you want, uh, especially if he's a proctologist. Um, <laughs> you got an extra letter on it. I was gonna throw an E on there for the thicky. fuck of it. <laughs> Is he thick? He's thicky thick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he lived in this place called Bramley Woods, and it was like my dad was like, "Oh, that's hundred thousand dollar homes in there." I'm like, "Damn, hundred thousand dollar homes. That's crazy." Because <laughs> we lived in sixteen thousand dollar homes. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the thing. I think when you're grow up broke, it's like the magic number is a million. Yeah. Like people when pe- broke, people think a million dollars. Yeah. You if if you're struggling in life, you you're a fuck up because how do you fuck up a million dollars? They don't take into account taxes. Oh, none of that. They- uh, in our business, they don't take into account managers, agents, lawyers, all that. Yeah. I always tell people if you see somebody get a ten million dollar deal. You can be sure there's there's no way they walked away with any more than four million. There's no it's like that with uh, sports contracts. Possible. Same thing. They probably walked away with maybe three, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. insane how much money goes out the window right away. Well, it's all it's similar to um, especially NFL contracts. When you hear guys sign like he signed a ten million uh, yeah, like ten year, hundred million dollar, but thirty five million is guaranteed. I go, so he signed a thirty five million dollar contract. He has to earn the other sixty-five million, and when taxes are taken out, like you said, it really was a forty-million-dollar contract. Yeah, and and that's over ten years, which means he wasn't even making ten million a year. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really shitty. Now, do you remember? When you really think about it, we're complaining about making... offered millions of dollars. I know. <laughs> you know what? We're actually dicks right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the goal. I just want to be a dickhead podcast. Yeah. Now, do you remember? When, I'm thinking, when we first met, first time I really met you was at Chris Spencer's room, right? Yeah, in Englewood we were doing that, uh, what was Was it, Savoy? The Savoy. The Savoy. Did you say the Savoy? Savoy, whatever. (laughs) The Savoy. That was what, 2010? It was a long time ago. It might have been, yeah, it might have been before 2010. Was it that long ago? Yeah, I think it was about 2010. Was it? I remember you killed and I ate it. You didn't eat it. I did. I ate it. No, I, you probably ate it compared to what you might be used to when it's your fan base. You didn't eat it. I've seen... You know what eating it is. Oh, yeah, but I, listen, every time I do a black room, it's always a struggle for me. I'm always sweating the entire fucking time because... But here's what I think. When you do a black room, I think you're so ingrained in hip-hop culture and people don't know it... Yes. ...that when you start quoting rap lyrics and doing things like that, they're like, is he pandering? But you yeah. but no nah, you really are like yeah. DJing. I'm I go to your house and there's like rap legends there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even last night. Last night there was Lord Finesse, Grandmaster Cass, Smooth Beef, nice and smooth. Right. So that you're not pandering, but I think maybe some black audience is like, is he just kind of saying that to prove he knows that person? Yeah, that's what it's fe- I think it does come across like that. But they don't look to the right and that person's in the audience. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Yeah, it, it is always like, fuck this guy. Who's he thinking? Cause I you know, I either look like their doctor or their 7-Eleven guy. So they're always like, well, you don't know us. And I'm like, yeah. actually, that's all I know. <laughs> You're right. I know you better than I know me. Is it like that in Canada too? Yeah. Really? In no, 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 Toronto? When I, no, when I do Black Rooms in Canada, they know. Cause that's that's your That's my that listen, that's what I that's really what I came up in in the Black Rooms in Canada. And mm-hmm. that's where I really got my chops because that's where you had, they would boo you off there. I never, I was, you know, they knew, but they knew right there. They were like, we know this guy. We know he's at these parties. We've seen him. Because mm-hmm. you, you were DJing, right? And I was DJing too, so they knew me for a few things, you know. And so- I was boxing, so I knew like the, the tough guys in the club. I'm like, I know them. from We used to fight, you know. That's what's crazy to me because you know all the fighters. I'm a fight guy, you know. Yeah, and You're I'm a sports guy in general, though. I'm a sports guy. I mean, maybe not curling. Talking about Canada. I mean, I I don't I think you're shitting on the wrong sport right now. You don't want no problems with those curlers. (laughs) They will sweep the floor with you. (laughs) I didn't listen, I knew curling from like the Olympics, but you never watch it. You just see it at the Winter Olympics every now and then. Like, what is that? But here's a crazy story about Canada. I'm up in Regina, Saskatchewan. Stop bragging. Filming (laughs) filming a movie. Was it Regina? I thought you were shooting in Winnipeg. No, I that was last summer I did a movie in oh. Winnipeg. But my first movie ever was with Jamie Foxx. It was right. called Held Up. We filmed it in Saskatchewan. I had never been to Canada before. So I'm there for like uh, 2 months. Oh. And one thing I know about Canadian television is I've done 4 films in Canada. Obviously hockey, huge hockey thing. Right. I didn't realize wh- what how big boxing was in Canada. Like every night there was like a 30 minute Show unboxing on, yes. on like their ESPN, your guys' ESPN. Right. TSN. TSN, yeah. And then uh comedy's big in Canada because they had like this whole comedy channel. Yeah. I should have figured out from Just for Laughs. Just but- for Laughs. I mean, you should look at our pedigree over there. You know, we got Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, John Candy, Eugene Levy, uh, Martin Short, Rich mm-hmm. Little, and then you look at all the TV hosts I'm, that America Love. black or- comedy. I know, sorry. Uh, Monty Hall was Canadian. Alex Trebek. I mean, we got a bunch of guys. Yeah. You know. Well, what it was, it was the guy's name that kept showing that summer? Summer of 98. Sean Majidor. So, Sean Majumder. Majumder. I couldn't pronounce yeah. his name. But yeah. he had a curling joke, and the crowd was going nuts. I go, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, yeah. I used to do the same thing. Uh, not the joke. I used to go, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we grew up, we were on two different groups of people. He hung around the white kids and I hung around the black kids. Oh, really? Yeah, so <laughs> the only curling I knew was that hot flat iron at the barbershop. <laughs> That's my The only time I've been to Toronto, I've been to Toronto once in my life. You were the first guy I called, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, uh, can you hook me up with anybody to show <laughs> me around town? So you hooked me up with a DJ who later I found out made a, an entire mixtape. With me on it. It yeah, was all white what, axe. Yeah, starting from scratch. You never I sent it to you, you know that. Yeah. I never got it. Dude. It's there, dude. Just check your junk got, mail. Maybe I sent spam mail. Yeah, that's probably where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I knew to call you, but one thing that struck me about Toronto was the barber shop that they told me to go to get a haircut was like in a swap meet mall. <coughs> yeah. And it was all Asian people oh, cutting you want, the hair. Oh, you should I go usually go to the Jamaican barbershops. No this was Asian. The guy cut me up good. The Asians can cut some good hair though because they got well, they've got hair closer akin to ours <laughs> <laughs> But you you if you was blind, you would have thought you was at a hip-hop black barbershop. Yeah, talk- yeah my barber in, in, back home was Italian, like an old Italian back in guy. Toronto. Yeah, from Italy. Frank he used to cut my hair for 20 years. he was awesome. This guy knew my head, ayo, better than, better. like, he would just be like, who cut your hair? They fucked it up. And I go, well, fix it, Frank. And then he would do it. And I'd be like, damn, it's perfect. Like, he was an old Italian? Oh, yeah, yeah. He just retired, like, a, because of COVID, he retired. And he could fade it up and everything. Fade it up, cut the top, to make it look like I had more hair than I had. Hmm. Yeah, he was good. Well, I don't know anything about that. I'm trying to think, do I ever have a white guy ever cut me up like that? Yeah. <laughs> a white guy at a black barber shop. There was a, I'll tell you what, one of the best haircuts I ever got was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the guy hit me up on Instagram, like, dude, I just got out of prison. He oh. goes, I was cutting hair in prison. Uh, this guy's gonna invest in a barbershop with me, but he wants to see some of my work. Right. So I was like, all right. So I met him at my road manager's hotel room. I didn't wanna know my yeah, hotel right, right, right. room. And he so came a- up and I was like, "God damn, I'd invest." Yeah, like, he faded me up nice yeah, because I- he knows the fucking results if he does it wrong in jail. Right. But, uh, you want somebody with something on the line when they're, yeah. cut, you know, when they're learning. <laughs> now, when did you move to uh, the states from Canada? 14 years ago, 2006. Because I remember hearing about you. They was like, I was. They was like, "Yo, there's this dude in Canada who's like selling out everywhere." He's about to come to the states. They're like the comedy club managers were telling me this. We had met before that, but like you, it wouldn't wouldn't have been a memorable meet for you. Where? Laugh of Palooza. In like '99. 2000. Wow. In Atlanta, yeah. Wow. That was the year Mike Epps. They were doing Next Friday was coming out, and and uh, Mike. I Epps, got bumped. And Mike Epps' brother got killed that weekend, but he stayed. Yeah. Wow, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I got bumped from the show did you i was i went to Lapeze to perform and they literally when i got there they said they cut it from like this is what the guy told me hey yeah man they cut it from like 10x to 6 and i said and <laughs> who why did i get cut who the other who the four guys that got cut <laughs> right i was like this so that what sucks, are you saying <laughs> i was like and what what does that have to do with me like why am i not on the show oh yeah i was so pissed that weekend yeah i probably don't did. remember it's probably a dick i didn't have good shows that weekend either though i mean I didn't have any shows. Oh, uh, well, there you go. I remember did, I did Uptown, was it Uptown Comedy Uptown Corner? Uptown Comedy Corner, <laughs> And uh, Bruce Bruce was hosting. Was that on the second level? Yeah. It was by like, Justin's? In, was yeah, 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 of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Justin's was downstairs or something? Yeah, Justin's was in the same parking lot, Puffy's yeah. Restaurant, Yeah. but Uptown on the second floor? Yeah, and, in, in that strip Was it mall. a Sunday night? Uh, I don't remember what night it was. Sunday night was the boo night. For what? some reason, they knew Sunday night was the night. It was a laugh palooza night. But, I, I, I mean, I didn't eat it, but I didn't have the set I was going, hoping to have. Uh, things worked out, Russ. I mean, things are okay in the long run. <laughs> but I remember the DJ um, when Bruce Bruce was coming on stage, he kept scratching. Uh, that little guy. goddamn, what's his name? He was Bruce's DJ forever, and yeah, then yeah. he stayed at Uptown. What the hell was that good guy's name? Good dude, too. Yeah, nice guy. He, and he stayed DJing at the comedy club, and I was like, dude, you're so good. You should be DJing at clubs. Yeah. He just like the comedy scene, I guess. What the hell was it? I met name? him again after. He used to scratch um, from Biggie's scratch, Bruce, Bruce who? Bruce, Bruce yeah. who? When Bruce was coming on stage. Bruce Bruce had a room called 559. Have you heard about this one? No. In Atlanta? Right back when I was starting in the late 90s, Bruce, they said, if you can make it through 559, you can make it through anywhere. Right. They, but they came to see Bruce. And yeah. then they said, it was a shock when somebody made it. Like, it's just expected to get booed. Yeah. And they said, so it wasn't like if you got booed there, they were like, oh, I had a bad set. Like, motherfuckers went there, like, left, like, yeah, I got, I got booed at 5.9, but that don't count. Yeah, well, it's like doing Capone's room back in the day at uh, uh, the Bronx barbecue. Oh, I never did that. Oh, yeah, that was, you were going to get booed off. I got booed off there, easy. But here's what happened you talking was, about <coughs> gangster comedy Capone. Yeah. Oh, he had a rough room? Yeah, yeah, of course he had a rough room. <laughs> <clears throat> Why would Capone <laughs> not have a rough room? Yeah. <laughs> Bronx BBQ, 96. It was like 1.30 in the morning you'd get on. And so the first guy, uh, Jimmy Martinez went on first. He got booed off, and then he wanted to fight the audience. <laughs> and then they brought on this guy named Wild Will. Is that not Will Savance? No, 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 Wild Will. He was kind of like a crazy kind of guy. I don't know him. And he would get on stage, and go, I'm getting inside your head. And he'd look at you all weird. I'm getting inside your head. It's so a black he, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was fucking weird, right? And they would just boo him. So they booed off Jimmy. Then they they go, you all want to see Wild Will? They're like, yeah. They brought him on. They booed him off. I'm like, you wanted to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, this next guy's from Canada. I'm like, everyone's like, huh? And I was like, hey, what's up? Get the fuck off the stage. They did you right? give me a chance. Thank you very much. Good night, guys. <laughs> Where's my seventy five dollars? Here's the thing about comedians: we always remember the booze. Oh yeah. You could rip ninety nine shows and have one bad one, and that's the one you'll remember yeah. verbatim. Remember what you wore, mm-hmm. who hosted everything. Yep. Gerald Kelly went right out, went on right after me and was killing. And he was like, "How the fuck you going, man? Boo my man, Petey." And I'm like, "It's, Ru- <laughs> it's Russell. <laughs> Russell. I know that brother's from Montreal. I'm like, I'm from I'm from Toronto." Uh, from- <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's the funniest Mexican yeah, yeah. from Canada. Yeah. I'm not Mexican. I'm from from Northwest Territories. <laughs> Gerald got mad at me one night. Like he called me. Uh, God, it's 15 years ago. His son was going up. Which one? Um, <laughs> Isaiah. And he was like a teenager. Not, not the best time to call for us. Hey, man. It's fine. But we're doing this video together. It's kind of a It's, co- like it's a COVID. <laughs> No, his son went up at the Laugh Factory one night and did it. And he's a young guy. He's a teenager. Yeah. He did a stock joke. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the audience finished the joke. Oh. So he's up there. He was like, yeah. So and somebody yelled the punchline out mm-hmm. and he froze. He went, oh, shit. I'm literally just... Fr- I never seen I just freeze. Right. And just went... And then he just kind of got off. And then I go up right after him. And the same guy that yelled out his punchline, now he's thinking... It's my show. Right, right. So he tried to heckle me. So I went in on him a little bit, and then I said, hey, man, I ain't that motherfucker that just went up. I said, my jokes are mine. You ain't going to finish my punchline. It got back to Gerald that I went in on his son. I go, no, 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 no. When I finally got a chance to talk to him, I said, no, no, your son did a stock joke. The guy finished the joke, and he froze. Then the guy tried to heckle me. I said so. I had to address it. Yeah. I said, but it had nothing to do with really your son, other than he did stock joke, which I think we all do to some extent when we're starting. Yeah, we did. Listen, everybody does <laughs> some bullshit when they start. Yeah, I, I would think about some of the shit I saw. Like I. I it's not even like... It's the usual, you, you, you in show business, don't get your fucking feet off the stage, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, Who likes getting their dicks up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're hey, talking about, I don't, we're don't talking come about, to your work and turn the deep fryer off on you, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, all that dumb I don't shit. suck the fries out of your fucking yeah, yeah. hand. I don't snap dicks yeah. out of your mouth, bitch, you know what I mean? Or I've, I've seen this one, like, at least a hundred times. The They come on stage and they don't start telling jokes right away. They go, you don't go to work and just yes. clock right in and start yeah, working, yeah, do yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's... Or... <laughs> wait... DJ, play that music again. Uh, that's a bullshit, you know. <laughs> you but, know what? I'm gonna reintroduce my goddamn self. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get this party started. You're like, oh boy, oh great! I can't wait for this. You know, no, that I was. It was funny. I had Aries on last week, and he was he was talking about uh, he doesn't like black. Uh, it got, he got a bad rep <laughs> because he didn't said he didn't like black comics going before him at the comic clubs. He always tried to book a white opener. He said, but that's because. They won't touch on the same subjects as me, and no. you, you like to use different openers on I different tours, it up right? All the time. But when you go in to the opener, you you know them beforehand. Yeah. And then you take them on the road with you. Yeah. Do they know that I, this is going to end and I'm moving on to somebody else when this tour is over? I was telling them this is your this is your shot to go in front of 16,000 people and maybe get a few fans out of it. So that way, next time you come to this city and you play a club or whatever, you might sell it out now. But you've never had like somebody like, God, this guy sets me up perfect. Like I'm, the crowd's always in the pocket going up after um, him. No, I think the better the comic that I put on in front of me, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I put a shitty guy on, it's like, now I gotta work. Yeah, because the audience is like, well, if that's any indication as to what's to come. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always stepped it up. I always put like really killer dudes on in front yeah. of me. Yeah, yeah. Or you, women, you... I put some hilarious women on too. You, well, you go to the obstacle of a lot of comics. I, I hear I'm just going off what managers and promoters are telling me. They'd be like, "Dude, this guy, his openers, woo!" But I think sometimes it, some people will put like middle of the road, not that funny comics to make them look super funny. So right. In fact, you're saying you want somebody funny, <clears throat> yeah. So that crowd's already hype when you get up. Yeah, like when I do the tour, when I do mm-hmm. the clubs, I'll even like, this guy will be like, "Hey, man, I, nice to meet you. Big fan. I started doing stand up about a year and a half ago." I go, do you want to do some time? I'm like, "What?" And then I'll throw them on. I'm like, fuck yeah, go ahead, go do five minutes, buddy. Go for it. I see. I like bringing my openers with me because I know, I know they have my best interests at heart. Because I, I was talking about, I think it was Aries last week again. We were talking about stand up. It's funny how stand ups have the same conversations. We really do. There's nothing worse than a comic coming up and be like, "Hey man, I'm the funniest motherfucker out here right now." I don't want to hear you say that. I don't. That's well, you're gonna have to show somebody else next week because I don't want to know about it. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, I don't mind. Why dec- would if you're the funniest motherfucker out there, why would I want to go after you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm almost like, yeah, nah, that's good, buddy. You're good. Yeah, next, see you next week. Good. Well, congrats on yeah. being that, you know. <laughs> uh, Where are you working? Oh, Arby's. Nice. Thank you. Good. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're killing them at the drive-thru. Yeah, yeah oh, okay. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny Arby story. It's funny how we could just segue into shit. <laughs> uh, I was at Arby's and I'm my, it was me and my daughter. And we ordered food and the guy opens the thing, goes, dang, man, you look just like Gary Owen. I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. Hand him my credit card, runs my credit card, hands it back, goes, man, you look just like him. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. As I'm like, you just had the credit card that had my name on it. And I go, "Uh, it's me, man. He goes, yeah, right. I get that. If it was you, I would say, take me with you. And my daughter's going, "What the fuck was that?" I go, "He's working at Arby's." Yeah. I mean, not to say Check Arby's me is with, bad you go to KFC after. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, "I mean, did we think we were having Albert Einstein at the drive-through here?" And he clearly was probably 28 years old. Wasn't yeah, I, a teenager. I get that they'll be like, "You look like Russell Peters." I go, "Yeah, but he's I go, "He's a fucking scumbag." Yeah. And they go, "Yeah, I heard that." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, Sean Magidor said that. Magidor, I can't say his name. Majumder. Majumder. I couldn't say it then. Even when they said it, I was like, "Who is this guy?" You know, what's he doing now? I don't know. I haven't seen him in a minute. I saw. Actually, did see him in like January or February or something at the Laugh Factory. I didn't know he was even out here. I was like, "Oh, what are you doing out here?" Well, he's still doing stand-up. I guess that's good. Did you uh I, I hope he's got a new curling joke for this yeah. year. Because the season's been cancelled. Yeah. Now they're doing curling with no audience, which is just like doing curling. Yeah. <laughs> Wiping the COVID away. Yeah. Now, what year did you start doing stand up? Eighty nine. What were you doing before that? You just fresh I, out of high school? I graduated high school in eighty eight. I started doing stand up in eighty nine. Yuck yucks? Yuck yucks. In Toronto? In Toronto. Young and Eglinton. Tuesday nights. Was you getting like HBO specials and... You know, we were getting them, but that's because they would release them on VHS, remember? Yeah, that's right. So you'd go to the video store and you'd rent... A, no matter who it was, you'd rent Robert Klein, you'd rent... you God know, damn, fucking, Robert Klein, he took yeah, him back. Yeah, you'd rent uh, um, uh, what's, the, what's the guy that smashed watermelons? Um, Gallagher. Gallagher. Anything, you know, Howie, Howie Mandel. Howie and Maui, you remember that special? Mm-mm. That was a special. Was he the one, he was doing the voice then? The little kid yeah, voice? Yeah, Bobby and stuff. Bobby, like that? Yeah. yeah. But Howie's from Toronto. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's, that's, I've known him since I started. And he's always been wow. really nice. And he's also that. my next-door neighbor now. Was he a germaphobe then? Yeah, always. And I, it's funny... How everybody used to make fun of Howie Mandel. Now everybody's doing it. Oh, yeah. He's like, huh? huh? Who knew something? You didn't know, huh? Because they, they I heard some people go, Howie's kind of a dick, man. He doesn't shake your hand. I go, that doesn't really make you a dick. Yeah. And especially if he's got like a... will give you a pound. Disorder. Yeah, he'll do that. <clears throat> yeah. And that, I knew going in, though, first time I met him. Boop. I knew right away. I remember he presented me with an award like maybe nine years ago in Canada. It was like the Canada Walk of Fame. I was getting my star on the Canada Walk of Fame. No, where's that at? In Toronto? Yeah, in Toronto. And he was handing me the, uh, I came to the stage and he's handing me a trophy and I go, thanks. And I touched his hand, I go, oh shit, sorry. I was, <laughs> <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> he just dropped your award. That'd be funny. <sighs> there it is, uh, if you can glue it back together. It'll now be I have the stars. It's broken up. <laughs> yeah. It's if you just get the star. sky. Look at this. With the same comics coming up, does Canada have like, excuse me if I sound naive, like its own big names in Canada? aren't in the States yes. and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had guys that, well, we had guys that we had the guys that left that were big names in the States, but they were big names. so like Norm Macdonald, Harlan Williams, Jim yeah, Carrey. Harlan Williams was from Canada. Yeah. All those guys. So th- they were like, you know, like, oh, and Mike McDonald was the man back then. Really? Mike McDonald was the man. They were like, you never seen somebody tear up a room until you saw Mike McDonald destroy room. I'm like, really? And everybody still, to this day, like, you should have seen that shit. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I mean, you, you got to believe it because you didn't see it. But but I remember when I started in 89, all the older comics, I was 19. All the older comics were being dicks to me. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, kid, you missed it. You don't know what the fuck it's like. This business took a shit now. And we used to do blow-off hookers' asses on private oh. jets. And I'm like... <laughs> That's great, man. I'm just trying to do some jokes, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you. Know, this game's gone to shit. And you realize, like, when I started, it was like the comedy was dead. An Evening at the Improv had kind of killed comedy. This is 89 you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, because it was it was oversaturated on TV. Yeah, it was oversaturated. And they put anybody on. Yeah. That's and a you'd, fact. You'd watch and you'd be like, oh, how the fuck does that guy do stand-up? You know, and with so. With the parachute pants and the oh, converse yeah, high yeah. tops. That was And like a th- t-shirt with a tuxedo on it. Yeah, I always had a blazer on with yeah. a t-shirt underneath Yeah, yeah. But it was like the t shirt, the tuxedo t shirt, yeah, with the blazer. Hey, and uh, you know, I yeah. just uh, went to the mall. You guys ever got to the mall? And the audience is so stacked, they're laughing at everything. They just cut <laughs> through on their, yeah, because they would just do those cutaways. Probably, yeah. uh, they were probably bombing, yeah. <laughs> when you say oversaturated, oh, which I was talking to somebody about this, is I was like, the 80s was the early 80s, was the comedy boom in the United States where there was a comic or... open up on every corner. well in, in North America. North America. Okay. That's what I was asking. So it was like that in Canada. And then when you moved here 14 years ago, which, goddamn, 2006. Mm-hmm. So before you came here, I remember comedy, I'm kind of going back to it, but I remember some of the comedy club managers like, there's a guy coming from Canada. Because I always ask, like, who you got coming? Or they'd be like, dude, this guy already sold out. So I think I was, I don't know if I was at the Orlando Improv or something, and they were telling me, like, yo, this guy from Canada is coming. He's already sold out. And I go, who? And they Russell Peters. And that's what made me look you up. Right. Because it was like, he's coming here to see if he sells tickets here. They go, the weird thing is, everyone buying tickets are not on our email list. Right. They're getting these random calls and people are like, I heard Russell Peters is coming. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I, I brought in a whole new uh, audience. The funny thing is, the comedy club managers, and I don't know if they've told you this, they said, Russell's audience is strange because they're dead until Russell gets on stage, like they're just sitting there and they'll be polite to the openers. and yeah. they said they're just waiting on them. Yeah, <laughs> it was like when like, they turn the lights on. Yeah, it's like oh, there he is. Hey, there you are. <laughs> but they eat and drink a lot because they got like a good disposable income. Mm-hmm. So they're you know they're a so it'd be like you know the clubs would be like, um, who was your last week? Oh, they were like they always be like oh my Epps. Like what? Happened, what's wrong with my guys? So, uh, it's just he's great, but his audience is just ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about returning food, yeah, and yeah, chicken wings are yeah, they're done, but they're like, we ain't paying for this shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> fighting with the staff, fights break out. We got to check guns at the door. I've been on tour with my buddy Tips. I've been on tour with my probably for the last ten years. We've probably. done five major tours together, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm looking at the audience. times, I go, man, there is not a lot of W2s out here. No, <laughs> No. And then if I go out and do merch, it's straight cash. Yeah. Nobody asks, hey, you take credit cards? Yeah. It's just cash. Yeah. You take you know? this guy's credit card? Yeah. <laughs> I got a credit card. It ain't mine. Would you take it? Because I always, I always ask the comedy clubs, too. I'm like, oh, who's, what comics have the worst audiences? It's the same few. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we it's don't have always, to get in names. But they're like, um, just, yeah. they're t- their crowd does not tip. Oh, and they yeah. freaking complain about everything. They want you to return everything. They go, they just know. And then you got them like, and then this guy, he wants new tennis shoes every show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Fresh pair of white tennis every yeah. show. Like, well, what if it's two shows a night? Then two fucking pairs. I'm yeah. like, really? You could just ask for that? And they're like, yeah, and we got to get it. And I'm like, yeah. I got to start getting some sneakers from these clubs. I I'm always amazed that you can go, all, you, Joe Coy, probably my top two that can just go all over the world. I took Joe, Joe with me the first. Oh, really? Yeah. I, well, he took advantage of that year. Yeah, no, I uh, <laughs> I took him to Australia with me in like 2007 or 2008 or something like that. Him and Ahmed, Ahmed. Yeah, Ahmed. And Ahmed. We, we did uh, the Sydney Opera House, and I uh, yeah. So then 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 Joe went back after and and then look at him now. I mean, it took a long time for Joe to catch on, and it doesn't make sense because it's not like he wasn't as good then. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I don't understand what took so fucking long. Well, he was. I like, mean, it's better that it took long because, you know, the, it's sweeter now. He was trying. I remember he was trying, not trying, but he was always doing the black rooms. He was on Comic View. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd do the, the like, the black student union at the colleges would come. And mm-hmm. Joe was on at least 10, 15 different shows of me when, right. where, the, where the BSU's bringing you. And I was like, wow, he's really trying to cross over into this market. Yeah. And then. I don't know what happened, man, but he just hit. I don't know what it was or when it was. But I, I think remember he thinking. just he went more into his own people, and then his people were like, "Oh, yep. I even did the Philippines with Joe." Then I headlined. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and I that remember, was on that same tour. Oh, that was uh, a different tour, but yeah, we both went, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And I was like, oh, "Joe should headline, right?" <laughs> I was the Philippines is Joe. Joe should be closing. I'm like, no, no, you're closing. I'm like, but. But Joe's Filipino, and we're in the Philippines. I think this would make more sense. We're like, no, no, they want to see you. And we're like, what? Now I would be opening for him, but, you know. Did all your shit come from YouTube where you really started to take off? Yeah, I would imagine it did. I mean, it started in... I did a special in 2003. That was my third special. And uh, that one came out in 2004, in, like, February. And then by, like, June of 2004 people started chopping it up and emailing it to people because there was mm-hmm. no streaming yet. Yeah. It was like, remember, you get a link, and you'd have to download it. Yeah. And it'd take about 20 minutes to yeah. download a, yeah. a three-minute clip. Yep. And then your friend would send you some chick fucking a dude, and you're like, why would you send me that? Yeah, yeah. It's on my email. I don't know how to delete this <clears> shit. Yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of like, I had nothing to do with what happened with me, but you know what Dane did? Dane Cook used to um, go on, like, LimeWire or BearShare or, or... um what was the one that, that everybody had a problem with? My uh, uh, Napster? Napster and all that. He would put his stuff on there because he knew it was funny, but what he would do is he would put it under Eddie Murphy or George Carlin or Richard Pryor. And his shit would pop up. Yeah, and then they would be forced to listen because they'd already downloaded it. And they oh, would, wow. And that's how he managed to gain a whole new following. Oh, he was the first clickbaiter. He was definitely the first clickbaiter for sure. I was wondering. I, I'm always interested in how... Comics just take that jump, because I, you know, I don't know if it's like I thought we were in the day and age where we just got to keep peppering people, yeah. And then finally, people like, oh, and then that that didn't happen because Tiffany blew that out of the water because Girl Trip is what just took her Oh yeah, Tiffany, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was Tiffany's like, well, I thought I thought those days were stratosphere. Over. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought those days were over. and Then nope, you can still get that one role in a movie that just boom, yep. they're like, oh, she's new. I was like, uh not nah, Tiffany's been around for a minute. Yeah, she she put in work. Yeah, she put in work and and she hasn't changed. Not one iota. She's amazing. I'm I'm I, that's one of the people where you're like I'm fucking happy for Tiffany. Yeah, I went I went on my Instagram and even said I I sent Will Packer a text and I went on my Instagram and just said I don't think I've ever been happier for somebody. And I didn't even know she was sleeping in her car. Yeah, I didn't know. No, that. I didn't know either and she was like you knew that go, I didn't know. I was I supposed to know. Yeah. Cuz she you, didn't let let you know. Yeah. Which is. And she was like, I asked you to take me on the road, and then you said, I'm too funny. I was like, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I, if you asked me to go on the road, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Well, you know, she, I'd take anybody on the fucking road. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. But I, she. <laughs> Wait she, a minute. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, she, she was open up for me for a few cities. And then her manager at the time called, and she was like, yo, I think this is a good combo, you and her. And I said, cool. I said, you know, you guys do the work. Call the clubs. They asked me, I'm like, yes. I go yeah. just here's my, here's my website. Go to my schedule and call them. Then Tiffany calls me and we had the longest phone conversation about her husband. And oh, she the, said her I husband remember. was jealous and going through her shit. I said, Tiff, you can't That's go. The on from Atlanta, was that who it was? <clears throat> I, I was told you. her. I said, you can't go on the road with me, dude. Yeah. I said, I can't have some crazy motherfucker coming up to me after a show because he thinks something's going on. Yeah. When yeah. I said, and. You got, I told her, I said, you guys aren't going to make it. I said, you're in a business that's 90% male? Yeah. I said, you're going to be working with dudes your whole life. I was like this. And I'm, sure enough, yeah, I remember, work out. I remember giving her a hug one night at the Laugh Factory, and she was like, oh, don't hug me too long. My husband's right there. I go, husband? What the fuck you get a husband? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I got married. I go, what? I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And he was like. I, was like, I, I never, never saw him. Never <laughs> met him, one, never saw him. I saw him one time. He gave me one of these. I was like, oh, OK. He's you one are of those in. guys, is he? Yeah, you were in the wrong line of work Yeah, as a comedian. And now, look, now's your date in common. Yeah, I used to have, right? They got something in common. Yeah, they got <laughs> Whoa, I am quick to date. You're good, buddy. You ain't shit up. Or... We're as like, we like run... Bobby and Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> we got something in common. <laughs> I, think, I think you're Whitney, and I'm Bobby in this one. Well... <laughs> I'll be dead soon. <laughs> I, ta- I never told you story about uh, Bobby. Uh, damn, damn, Russ. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> it just got dark quick. You heard it first. Yeah. <laughs> Get some. <laughs> now I remember uh, I was on a Tom Joyner. Did you ever do the Tom Joyner cruise? No. Oh my god, that was that was a party. You would have did good on that cruise though. You yeah. did good. Ralphie had a rough one one night. On yeah, that I cruise. remember we were talking about that one. Yeah. Night. He had a rough. They say cell phones don't work on cruises, and I was like, "Oh, they do." Oh, yeah. Because Ralphie didn't. Ralphie May didn't do well, and I was getting phone calls and texts from everybody on that boat. Where are you? Why is he on here? I was like, yeah. "I guess he did a couple joke because you know Ralphie likes to be like kind of Howard Sternish. I don't to give push, a shit. Push the buttons. It's that was not the right crowd to push the buttons, and you're yeah. on a boat. Can't go anywhere. Because Ralphie did good on like snaps and all that stuff. Remember? Yeah. And bagging. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then uh, he did uh, Comic View as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah, when I hosted. That was his first year. When I hosted, I remember they were, that was the first year they went from like 15 comics to 300 comics. Yes, I do remember that. And I remember sitting there with the producers looking at five minute videos of comics. And so you're seeing them black, 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 black. So every time a white guy or girl comes on, it catches your attention. Like, wait a minute, they submitted the Comic View. I remember Ralphie, they were saying, We got this guy from Arkansas. And they go, uh, Is that where he's from? I don't know. That's what they told me. I think he's from Texas. Yeah, he's, I thought he was from Tennessee. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, Arkansas is around the border. Could be on the border. I don't I know. actually but... no clue about American geography. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Arkansas's right there. But they, uh, I remember they said Arkansas and they said, and I was like, Oh, wow, he's, he's kind of killing. And then he got on that year and then really it was last comic standing. that just took him to another level. Yeah. But yeah, somebody booked him on that Tom Joyner cruise. And Tom Joyner cruise is black people that are all college educated, all doing very well in life, and they upwardly don't want upwardly mobile man. They do not want to hear stereotypical black jokes right. or edgy edgy jokes from a white guy that they don't know. And yeah, I remember, especially when he's going to go out on a limb and say the n word. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. smart on that cruise. But I remember he said a joke. The, the girl told me because I'm asking people. I came on the next year after him. I did it the year before him. Took a year off. They booked Ralph A. Guess they took the other white guy's spot, and then I came back the year after. And he goes, I said, I kept asking, people, "What happened last year?" Because I kept hearing mixed stories. Because they were coming up to me, going, "Hey, don't don't do what that guy did last year." Don't. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I think some people thought I was him, and I lost weight. But they, uh, they, they. One girl said, "I think this was what happened. He did a couple of racy jokes that wasn't going over well, and then he talked about what a black woman's pussy looks like." Oh yes. And this girl goes, Gary, if you would have told that joke, I would have been okay, because I know you know what a black woman's pussy looks like. Right. But she said, but that motherfucker, what the fuck he knew what a black woman's <laughs> And then she started going off. I said, whoa, whoa, why are you getting mad at me? I didn't say anything. Yeah. But I think that was a combination of he told a couple edgy black jokes right off the bat, so he didn't build a rapport with the audience either. Yeah, it was kind of like, here's what you're going to get. And they're yeah. like, hold on. Mm. It's not what we ordered. And then he's got – I don't think there could be a worse place to bomb. You're just stuck on the boat. Yeah, you're stuck on the boat. You're stuck with those people. And it's not like he can just blend in. Right. <laughs> and then he's at the buffet just eating. Yeah. That's what somebody said they got mad. He just – at like nothing's wrong. And then I remember he got – I guess he got short with the guy with the check too. Like, hey, man, where's my check at? And the guy was like, really? <laughs> hey, man, I still want my check. And that's when Tom was paying. Man, they were paying good money back then. Oh, really? To be on that boat cruise. For for where mm-hmm. I was at at that point in my career, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what I used to think was good money, and I'm like, <clears throat> I did cruise ships, you know. Like like the and Carnival the and Royal stuff? Royal Caribbean. I, I didn't like Carnival. I did Royal Caribbean. And they think they'd pay you like two grand a week or something. Wow. And you, and you thought was like, that was like, I was like, yo, boom. if I could do two of these a month, I'm making four grand a month. Fuck, I am on fire. <laughs> I remember the that's first time like, I saw a comma. That's like $54,000, whatever the yeah. math is on that. Yeah. $48,000. How many idiots? I'm the worst Indian ever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I got my first contract and it was, the, it was Dayton, Ohio at Jokers. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, they said, I'm going to get $4,000 for the weekend. And wow. I literally said in my brain, How's this club <coughs> going to make money? Yeah. <laughs> I was like this. How are they going to make money this weekend? There's no way. I was doing the math like they're fucking good or broke. How, how does this work? In my yeah. brain, I was like, "Whoa!" I had never four seen four brand is a lot of money for a headline weekend. Oh my god, I never seen nothing like it. I was like, "This whoa, really?" <laughs> when yeah. you go from like hundred dollars a show, yeah. to that, I'm like, "Wow!" In Canada, the highest you would make on a six-show weekend at Yuck Yucks would be twelve hundred dollars for headlining. 89 or to this day? I I think it might be to this day even. To this day! So, <laughs> Boxing shout up. Can, can you uh, just insert that? <laughs> Deontay Wilder. To this day! <laughs> wow. I remember, so like in 2004, 2005, I already had some heat, and I was playing this club, this Yuck Yucks in Mississauga. And uh, the, the ranking system is, a, double-A, triple-A. So A is $100 a show. This is headliners. A is $100, double-A is two, uh, $150, and triple a is $200. I was a triple-A headliner. So I was getting $200 a show. Anyway, I started... They knew I had a buzz now, so I, the weekend had sold out. And they wanted to add shows. So we'd sold out the six, and then we, had, we were at eight. And somehow we ended up at like 15 shows or something. And they were like... They called me to the head office. They go, Listen... We can clearly see you've got a following now. You think? And uh, we only feel like it's right. We've never done this before. We only pay 200 a show for any comic. But because your hours and blah, 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 we want to give you an extra dollar for every paid person from every show. <clears throat> <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> so you can make about uh, an extra 350 bucks per show, 400 bucks per show, um, so you plus your two hundred, so you'll get like, you know, six hundred bucks a show. I was like, wow, that's really awesome. Thank you guys. And the tickets were like seventeen bucks to get in. Do mm-hmm. you know they raised the price to twenty dollars, and gave you a dollar? They gave me so a dollar. they took two. They took. They gave you five percent of the door. And they they basically. They, they 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 took two. I got one. God damn. <laughs> but I thought I was making bank, buddy. Were you doing merch? No. So that was it. Well, I think I had burned. DVDs of my special that was on TV, and I had What's a up? friend of mine's brother do it, <clears throat> and this guy was trying to fucking rob me too. He was like trying to charge me. I'm like, yeah, it was like eight bucks. I go, uh, what? Eight bucks? I'm trying to sell these for ten. What, I'm make yeah. $2? And I make two dollars, and I can't fucking do this. You got to give it to me for less. He was like, I always, I'd always cherry pick off merch people. Like, what are they selling? I remember Gabriel Glacius hit me. I saw. I went to like an Ontario Improv one night, and he was there. He was doing his own show, then I was doing a show after him, and I remember I walked in the green room, and he's got his guy burning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Then he had the stickers that you stick on it, Gabriel Iglesias yeah. shit, and yeah. I go, and then I saw the fucking line of merch, and I went, "Oh shit!" And Gabe goes, "Yeah, go to Best Buy or wherever office. I think it was no, I think it was Office Depot. Right? It's a CD burner. Get it. The CD burner was like hundred bucks." And then I had to pack it on the road. And I remember we, we were we were at a point in our life, me and Kenya, where we weren't doing the best. So we weren't in the hole, but the bills were just paid and I had nothing in the bank. Right. And I remember flying into the Tampa Improv and it was my last like $100. I had the portable thing. I went and bought all the CDs. And I remember just thinking because I would sell them for $20 after the show. And everyone I burned I was like $20. 40, yeah, 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 60, yeah. 80, 100. So I ended up selling all the CDs that weekend. So I had an extra $2,000. Right. I a left it that cost me 100 to buy the CDs and the stickers. And I was I got that all from Gabe. Yeah. I remember just thinking, oh, this is Some guys save were me. good at their merch game. Mencia used to charge people to take a selfie with them, a Polaroid. Out of the. the <clears throat> John Witherspoon yeah. did that for years. Who? Witherspoon? John Witherspoon? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, but Witherspoon, you know, tried true and tested you know but, yeah yeah but i mean mancia was doing it and but he was like 25 bucks a photo mm-hmm. and people would be lining up to do that i mean good Ma- on you for doing it meet and greets is extra money a lot of people don't take it in account. a lot of companies don't. i kicked myself because like the first seven eight years i was headlining i didn't have merch and i go wow i really missed out on that because you don't oh, yeah. even have to have a name to sell merch oh yeah i got my openers to be like hey is it okay if i sell something I go, what are you selling yeah and i'm like go ahead get, get your money buddy but what the hell are you? Who's buying yeah. your shit? And they would sell the it. Motherfucker buys shit. <clears throat> now everybody's you know? selling masks. Yeah, I don't have masks yet. I got masks. You got to get a get some mask. Yeah, I know. Or, I, uh, I told doing my god, I do. Yeah, or the next one, black famous. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I got to get. I got to get on that. Just get Thanks on them. Us. They're they're so cheap to make. Yeah, they don't need to be hospital grade. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm about to be on that today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone through so many different things where you thought was gonna be the moneymaker. I had socks. I had gear on socks. Come socks. When I tell you, I ordered five, I ordered five thousand pairs of socks. And what did they have your face on it or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Me with the microphone and shit. And that I went, we went to China, got the people that make stance socks, and cut all the middlemen out. Right. We was on the phone with some lady. Right. And she and we risked it. I go, <coughs> well. We're rolling the dice on this, one. we may never see this shit again. I like to take her to court. Yeah, and about a month later, I had like ten big boxes of socks that took up half our garage. Took about eight years to get rid of five thousand socks. Wow. <laughs> and they ended up becoming free. Yeah, you want some socks? Just no, throwing them nice. in. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. I don't know what point DVDs went away, but I used to. I used to go through a thousand DVDs in like two months. DVDs stopped around 2012. And yeah, and then all of a sudden, I'm. The last time I ordered, yeah. I still sell like I'll bring like four or five on the road just to see if somebody buys them. Yeah, because I'm still going off that last thousand I ordered. Yeah, you know, I'm still got a couple bucks in the clouds. Like I'll bring five or six. When I did my first Netflix deal, uh, I was the first guy. You know that, right? <clears throat> first guy to ever have a Netflix special, right. right? So when we were doing the deal, this is like in 2011, 2012 when they approached me for it, and uh, I was like, I was talking to my my lawyer. And he's like. And they'll own it in perpetuity and blah, blah, blah. And I go, but I can still make a DVD from it, right? I'm like, no, you can't. It's theirs. I go, but wait, how does that work? Why would it be theirs? I'm like, it's mine. Can I just, oh, what the fuck does to make a DVD? And I could sell them on my shows. I was just so fixated on selling a DVD. Yeah. And that by the time it came out, nobody was using DVDs anymore. Right. I was like, well, we dodged that DVD bullet, didn't we, guys? <laughs> <laughs> that is how you think, though. You'd be like, "Oh, that's extra money. What, am I, what is going on now?" Yeah, why, well, who's who's not using DVD? Who's going to just stream movies? But now, the, now it's gone from eight. Hey, can I post it on YouTube? Can I cut my own special up in clips? Yeah, post it on YouTube. If you're monetized on YouTube, that's that's more money than DVD money. Oh yeah, it's it's more money than a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I own my old specials, so I'm gonna put them on my channel. Do you, when you do the comic clubs, do you have them record you from the back? Uh, if, they, if they if they offer it, I'll take it, Yeah, but it's just audio now, and they'll email it to you now. They used to give you a DVD. Remember, they used to give you a, yeah, a CD, then, yeah, they yeah, yeah. You a <laughs> then they gave you a DVD, and then they gave you a USB, and now it's just like, we'll just email you the link, and I'm like, oh, wow. Well, listen, uh-huh. if they have the capabilities, or sometimes I'll just hire somebody, or I'll have them hire them, because you never know, something could happen at a show, and you're like, wow, wish I would have had that on tape. Yeah. Well, when I do my tours, I record every show that I do. And then that's cut why I up? post those clips on my on my pay on my Instagram. It's because it's just from the live feed at the show, mm-hmm. and then you know we got three cameramen and shit like that. So it's like it's decent quality. Every show, every on the tours, like on the big shows. You traveling with the camera guys? We got eleven or twelve people in our crew when we travel. Jesus Christ, Ross. We got the whites. That's the three camera guys. Then right. we got my two DJs. Black guys? <clears throat> no white guys. Actually, starting from scratch and uh, spin bad. And then we got my uh, security guys. It's either two or three of them. Mm-hmm. We call them the blacks. Those are we black got the guys. whites and the blacks. Mm-hmm. So now we're at eight. And then we got me. We got my brother and, uh, and Eddie. <clears throat> so there's like 11 of us on tour at all times. And then the openers. Oh, yeah, right. And the openers. Are the openers traveling? Only with one you? opener. They're, but they're flying with you and everything they're else. They're flying with us. So when you do your big tours like that, um, everybody's just traveling together. Yeah. And you know, if we're like flying, we're doing like say the Middle East or something. We'll all go on Emirates together, and me, my brother, or the opener and the DJ will be in first class. Then everybody else will be in business. It's not like I'm sending yeah. him economy, right? But still, you're on Emirates business. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it is because we can all hang out at the bar. Yeah, because <clears throat> they have a bar on that flight. I've only flew them once when I went to Dubai. Emirates, uh, were you on first? Yeah. How great is that? I was like, Did you oh, take a shower? Wow. No. Here's the thing. <clears throat> there was eight seats. There was only eight. But it was like a throne. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like somebody said, I feel like, and there was only four of us out yeah. of eight. And there was four bathrooms. Full bathrooms. Yeah, with showers. And I was like, this. So when I went in the bathroom, I said, These are they better not go in this fucking bathroom. This is my bathroom now. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I would look at it. And I'd watch them and go, oh, look at the fuck over there. Yeah, well, I was like, because one guy got up, I go, He better not go to my bathroom. That's mine. He and saw the, me and go You noticed the floors heated in there, and oh, I didn't in notice the bathroom. That. The floors heated. I would because I, I would. I, I can't <clears> shit on a plane. I can't shit out in public, but I would shit on that plane because I was like, <laughs> I could get buck ass naked. Yeah, I'd get buck <laughs> ass naked in the bathroom, <laughs> hang my shit up, and just. Oh, the Emirates! I was like, I was grabbing every snack and putting it in my bag. Oh yeah, just to have it, candy bars and chips because I didn't know any of it. And then they had like the uh, high level liquor in, in the first class on Emirates. Like at the business class, they got good liquor. Like, really good liquor. Top mm-hmm. shelf. But, like, they would have, like, a Shiva's 12 years or something. And then you go to first class, they got, like, an 18-year. You know? And they got all, like, the really high-end shit over there.
1: When yeah, I like went... Hennessy
0: XO or shit like that they would have. Yeah. And then the other one would just have regular Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure your security was cool with the regular Hennessy. They were fine. As long as they had Jack Daniels, they were good. <laughs> when I went over to Dubai, that was before everyone got wind of it. And then I then I was like, yo. you. That's when... Prince Nassim Hamed was fighting. Yeah, so I'm friends I, with him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't even recognize him anymore. Well, but, yeah, he looks a little different. Yeah. I was like, uh, yo, there's this place in the Middle East. I said, man, it ain't like the Middle East. I know that. And I was trying to explain to everybody. And it was like the week after I got back, Dubai just like, took off. Like Everybody started hearing about it. I went there first to perform in 99. And there was nothing there. It was just a desert. There was one hotel. There was the Hyatt. And we would perform in the Hyatt. There was a nightclub called The Vault. And so this British guy was booking it. So you would do Dubai on like a Tuesday. And then you would drive to Sharjah, which is another place, and do the gig on Wednesday. And that was like in the middle of the day in a fucking Irish pub. Oh. Really? <laughs> but when you would do The Vault at the, at the Hyatt, after the shows were done, it would turn into a nightclub. And it would just fill up with Russian hookers. I was going to say. I didn't know that. So I'm like, oh, this, uh, this girl's talking to me. She's cute and she's like friendly. And then I go, she must have seen my show. She must have really liked what I did. And, I was like, <laughs> and then this guy goes, hey, you paying for that? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, so it's a hooker. I go, oh, fuck that. I'm not. A, come on, get out of here. That happened, Same thing, not, not that the hookers picked up on me, but uh, I went over and did shows for the military. Oh, okay. It was post 9-11. So I went over there and it was a Super Bowl. It was uh, the Giants and the uh, Ravens. Was it the, the, was Ravens. It the Cincinnati's? No. Come on, Russ. (laughs) I was hoping for you, buddy. I was eight years old. No, uh, it was Giants and Ravens, and I went up at like – my show was like at 3 a.m. before the game because it came on the middle of the night. But I had a a chaperone that was taking me all over Dubai with me. Same thing. We went into like some little bar nightclub thing, and he goes, oh, it was just tall blondes and Asian girls. That was it. I didn't know they were all hookers. And the guy literally goes – uh, hey, Mr. Gary, um, would you like friendship? And I go, excuse me. He goes, would you like some friendship? And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, the ladies, would you like some friendship? And I go, what if I And somebody got me. I go, they're hookers. I go, oh no, I got enough friends. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I had a, I had a, a, a black girl from Malawi get mad at me at a prostitute that got mad at me at this club. We were hanging out, and she goes, um, walks up, and she goes why don't you fuck me in my ass? And I go, I'm sorry. (laughs) I go, she goes, you want to fuck me in my ass? I go, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) This is a really weird pickup line. And she's (laughs) like, you, you want to fuck me in my ass? I go, oh, oh no. Do you want to fuck me in my ass? I go, no, 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 no. I go, I pretend, I go, oh, I'm married. Where's your ring? I go, it's in my room. You, I go, no, I'm good, thank you. you. You don't want to fuck me in my ass. I go, no, I don't want to fuck you in your ass. He goes, that's because I was staying with a dude. He goes, you want to fuck him in his ass? You faggot! And then it's like, wow. <laughs> Why was Michael Blackson there? I was like, <laughs> 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 that was a whole. Then he, he sounded just like Michael Blackson. <laughs> <laughs> then he called me a beach. <laughs> <laughs> n- n- beach. Uh, what you wanted to say? I him. almost said <laughs> it. I almost was with Michael. Oh, I then can't. You called me Michael a I was almost Michael Blackson for a minute. That was too close to. Break. I mean, frozen. Hey, we're gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Dubai. Yeah, I was in Dubai years ago, years and years ago, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I go, How? You, "You know, you're not helping your business when you do this. Yeah. <laughs> you're not really trying to grow your business the right way." Yeah. I was. I, I just remember. Um, when I went over there, they kept saying, I guess the, the, the sons took over, right? It was like a sheik passed away and the sons took over. Yeah, I mean, there's and that's a bun- when all the money started coming in. There's and- a bunch of different, they're all one family, but different parts of the family run different parts of the UAE. Oh, okay. So there's the family that runs Dubai, there's the family that runs Abu Dhabi, there's the family that runs Al Sharjah, and then there's all these other parts that they, but they're all related. They're so, all related and they're all kind of like secretly in competition with each other. Like one well, up like yeah, like a one upmanship. It's it's not like I'm going to get you. They're like, oh, is that what you did? Well, I'm going to do this. You know, like Dubai started Emirates, um, Abu Dhabi started Etihad, and then mm-hmm. Dubai had you know like all the <clears throat> all the accolades for their first class. Then Etihad started the Sky Suites, which mm-hmm. was you get a living room and a bedroom on a plane. And, yeah, you got to go Google that shit. It's incredible. What's so, it called? <clears throat> The uh, Etihad Sky Suites or something like that. I don't know how to spell that. Etihad, E T I H A D. Okay. <clears throat> That's the name of the airline. And We're going to have, have to put a graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, absolutely, here. right about here. And then it's incredible. Like you get your own private bathroom, you get your own shower, and then you get a bed, a bedroom. And then when you're done, you're sleeping, you can go sit in your living room. And... See, when I get on <clears> planes <throat> like that. It's like $40,000 a flight, though. If I'm going to fly like that, even when I. A, you the wouldn't one, sleep. Like, the one time I'm on Emirates and I was in first like that. I don't want the flight to end. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, the we're, first time I did it, I, I didn't sleep because I was like, I don't, want, I don't want to miss any of this. Exactly. I was like, there were like two hours of landing. I go, fuck, can we go slower? Yeah. Can we reroute? He circled circle real quick? You're so disappointed when you land. You're like, you can get off now. No, I'm good. No. I remember when I was flying to uh, South Africa to shoot uh, the Indian detective. I brought my daughter with me. I brought my daughter and my then girlfriend and we're, I, I, they flew us Emirates first class. <clears throat> but they couldn't get my daughter first class from Dubai to Cape Town. So they got her a business class seat. And I go, well, my daughter, I'm not going to let my daughter go sit in business class by herself. So I gave my daughter my first class seat so she could sit in the front with my then girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I went and sat in business in the back. You know, I'm a soldier. I yeah <laughs> took one, really took Rough, one for the team. just had the regular <clears throat> hennessy so i so I, in the middle of the flight i get up to go check on my daughter and her door's closed because you know you can close the doors on those flights the door's closed so i look over and my daughter's got the bed stretched out her legs up she's got the tv on she's got her headphones on she's like seven years old now right yeah. six and a half <laughs> seven years old and she's got a plate full of food in front of her and i'm like what the fuck and i <clears throat> waved and she goes like this she goes hi daddy and puts her headphones back on. And then, and she was like pushing buttons, like, excuse me, can I get more pancakes? And she was like, and then I was like, what's going on here? she goes, yeah, she closed the door and she's got her own thing going on in there. Oh, wow. And then when I took her to Toronto one time, uh, like maybe about a year or two later, I flew her, we flew on Air Canada business class. And then it's a flatbed, so it's nice. And then she gets on, she goes, "Uh, Daddy, how do you close the door here? I go, "Uh, there's no door. She goes, ugh. (laughs) It's like, do you're in first class. (laughs) Our kids, listen, our kids, you growing up like you did, no air conditioning, everything. Yeah. They have no clue. And it's funny, like, you almost like, you're okay with it. Like, I don't want them to struggle. Like, Uh, you you don't don't know what it's like. I go, and I really don't want you to know what it's like. Yeah, you don't want, I, I want her to understand that it happens. I don't mm-hmm. want her to experience it, but yeah. I want her to understand that how it happens and that it can happen and that people live normal Yeah, uh, and daddy grew up normal. But it's, I, she, my daughter seems pretty unaffected by all of it. What you got to do, I'm not telling you how to raise your daughter. Yeah, go ahead. But what I do with my kids, what I've done with them is, even though it, I don't think it registered fully, I'd always drive them through the trailer park I grew up in. Right, And I go, this is where I grew up, just so you know. And they you know still don't I mean? get it. No, they'd be like, this. really? I don't believe that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they believe it. Yeah. Like, you're talking about your daughter being spoiled. Well, I had a buddy. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. How are you? Yeah. You've never mentioned it on mm-hmm. your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Start, it's starting to come around, finally. It's not just Nick Lachey. Uh, but uh, we, I had a buddy, and he let me sit in a suite. So... My son, for like two years, every time we went to a Bengals game, we sat in T.J. Hushmanzada's suite, right? Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a name, by the way. Right. What's his name? T.J. Hushmanzada. His name's Hushmanzada, Hushmanzada? Hushmanzada. Oh, is he uh, Arab? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. From Barstow. Barstow, California? California? Yeah. As you are, yeah. Didn't even, never graduated high school and went to the NFL. Oh, he played football. Yeah, yeah, he was on a oh, team. Oh, oh he was okay, wide receiver. Okay. Oh, He's so yeah, dope. I don't know anything about football. We'll get into boxing in a second. We'll get back <laughs> in your wheelhouse, but we always had a suite. Then TJ wasn't there anymore, so I took my son to a game, and we had to sit in the stands. And it just happened to be the coldest game of the year. And my son literally was walking around going, "We're going inside." I was like, "We're not going inside. We're just we're just sitting outside today." He goes, "What?" And he just went. I'm rooting for the Cardinals. Yeah, like, hilarious. <laughs> he's going to root for the other team. I'll show you. When I tell you the whole game, he just sat there like this. Brooding. <sighs> How old was he? Eight? Nine? <laughs> he was hot. But six, seven, eight, he just sat in the suite. TJ's gone now. That motherfucker was not having it. Never went to another yeah. game with me. No. no. This is, this is um, bullshit, Dad. If it ain't right, I'm not going. Right. But I set it up wrong. I should have sat outside for a few games. My daughter's first few flights were on private jets, and I was like, oh. No clue. And and she she, remembers it? uh, Not too much. But she does like them. She's like, are we going private? I'm like, no. Daddy doesn't make that money anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Those days are gone, baby. Those days are gone. Now, okay, so let's talk boxing, since that's your wheelhouse. Now, I saw last week, I thought you were on Mike Tyson's podcast. You just wanted to hang out with him. Yeah, I just wanted to go hang out with Mike. Now, how'd you meet Tyson? So, Mike and I met from Eric B. No, I was talking about Sicily. <clears throat> Sorry. Sicily Tyson? Yeah, no. <laughs> when we did Devil in a Blue Dress. Um, <clears throat> so, Mike, uh, Eric B, and I are good friends from Eric B and Rockham. Mm-hmm. And uh, I lent Eric one of my cars one time. And then he was coming to my house to drop it off. So, I live in Studio City. And he was like, Yo, Russ, I'm coming through. I got the caveman with me. I was like, Okay. I don't know what that means. Right? And he pulls up and Kung Lee was staying at my house that time the UFC fighter the UFC fighter, the, uh the former strike force middleweight champion mm-hmm. and my mom was there from canada visiting and my uncle was visiting from india <clears throat> so eric uh, he goes yeah i'm at the gate i open the gate and he comes up and i i goes yeah i got the, i'm like i don't know who the caveman is and uh, i look in the car and go is that fucking mike tyson sitting in my car and he goes he yeah. mike tyson gets out of the car and go Holy shit, Mike Tyson's at my house. What year was this? Like maybe eight years ago, 2012 maybe. And I'm like, what the good fuck is just happening right now? This is insane, right? So Mike comes in and I go, Kung, 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 come here, come here. (laughs) And and Kung goes, holy shit, that's Mike Tyson. (laughs) And Mike comes in and we're hanging out and I'm like, and I grew up with Lennox Lewis. Lennox and I were amateurs at the same time. We weren't at Mm -hmm. the same gym or in the same city, but we would see each other at tournaments and whatnot. So, so, you know, when people meet you and they're trying to impress you, they'll say something like, Oh, yeah, Gary, yeah, yeah, I'm friends with Will Packer too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, Oh, yeah, you're like, Oh, yeah, cool. And then you're like, They probably never, they maybe met him once or something yeah. and they, that was it. So I'm like, You know, Mike, I grew up with Lennox. He goes, Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess he doesn't <laughs> believe me, right? I'm like, Then maybe a couple, maybe a half an hour later, my mom's talking. To him. She goes, You know, Mike, Lennox used to come over for lunch all the time. And I go, Mike looks at me and goes, I said, I, I told you I grew up and he goes, I didn't know you know the motherfucker like that. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know him since I was 15. <laughs> so then Mike's hanging out, and I took pictures of him on my turntables. put the turn- He was, like, trying to DJ. Yeah. And then we just became friends from that. And, from like, that I'm, day? From that day. And then he texting me on my birthday. He was like, he sent me a voicemail. Uh, yeah, but, he called me. He called me on my birthday that year. It was like, yeah, but, uh, happy birthday, my brother. Looking forward to getting not you better over the years and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Seemed like a cool brother, man, you know. So what do you think is going to happen? He's with the Roy these, Jones, he's going to hurt Roy Jones. <laughs> and I, I, said to Mike last week. I said, Mike, I feel bad for Roy. He goes, don't feel bad for that, fo- that fucking guy. He's going to make a lot of money. He can buy himself a fly ass wheelchair. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, scary. Goddamn. Oh man, that hurts. But he's in such good spirits now. Like it, he's so focused too. He's like really he's focused. In a good and place. He says he feels good about it. He goes, it's the first time I feel good training. Oh my god, because that listen, his, his memory though. Is insane. Tyson's? Mike Tyson has, I, I pride myself on having a good memory. Yeah, me too. But his memory, like, it's ridiculous. It's like next level. Because when I first met him that one time, when we first met, you know, I'm asking him all kinds of questions. And I mentioned this guy that I met when, I met him in Toronto when Chappelle was shooting Half Baked. And he was, he was in the movie and his name was Ray Hinton. And I asked him about him then. That was nine, eight or nine years ago. Last week, when we're hanging out, and I've hung out with Mike a few times, many, many times, and out of nowhere, Mike's like, "We're talking." He's like, "Russell, man, there's no reason you and me should know the same fucking people. You know, we built different. You know, all these same fucking gangsters I know." And I go, I, I'm, "I, don't know. I just know these guys." He's like, "It doesn't make sense. You know, and this, you It know, goes to Chuck Zito, who was there with me. He goes, "Yo, Chuck, the first time I met this fucking guy, he asked me about Ray Hinton." I'm like. Yo, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's fucking crazy. Like, did you remember that? It was a detailed thing to remember. Yeah. It's like, it, it's, an, it's an insane memory. Huh. That's why I think he's going to be great in the fight. I go, Mike, your memory's in, insane. He goes, yeah, at least I still got that, you know? <laughs> yeah, you got a little more than that. Looking at yeah. hit them bags. Oh, yeah, I don't want to be a bag, even. I just can't believe they're not going to wear headgear. No headgear, no... Um, no uh, judges. It's just a free for all, then. They're going there's back a, to Jack Johnson it's shit. It's a referee, and there's, and uh, whoever's deemed unfit to continue will not continue. Is it going to be rounds? Yeah. Like, yeah three, three minute, minute rounds? Three minute rounds. Fuck that, dude. I mean. I feel bad for Roy. God. I mean, you know Roy's going to be training his ass off. I know, but like Roy was the guy. You the can't classic. train your chin. That's what I'm saying. Once he got knocked out by Tarver, yeah, he and was then Glenn, never the same. And then Glenn Johnson. Yeah, and I was then, like this. And then some fucking bum in Russia. remember? Exactly. Like, and he he and he's been staggered numerous times since oh, then yeah, too. Oh yeah, like, yeah, So you know, but I'm like, dude, this is uh, this is a, a, a heavyweight that's been knocking out guys 250 pounds his whole life. Roy's not even 200 normally. But but now, now he, now is. he would. Be. Now he is. Yeah, but I'm, Roy, saying, Roy, I I'm think talking Roy's, about a natural build. Yeah. When you remember when Roy fought John Ruiz for the heavyweight title and he won it. Yeah. And I think Roy came in like 201 or 202. Yeah. Ruiz could have been one of the worst heavyweight. Yeah, but that's champions fine. Of all that's fine. <laughs> that but, was tailor made. Yeah, but that was great. But Roy came in just over the limit. Yeah. God damn! Why? Oh my god. And he spanked him. Yeah, he boxed him like crazy. <sighs> this is gonna be ugly. Yeah, but it's gonna be good. I'm watching. We're all fucking watching. Hey, it, that's in September, right? Yeah, it's September, September 12th. September 12th. 12th. And Mike was telling me, like, it's the League of Legends. So it's like all sports. What do you mean? So, like, hockey, like, um, like legendary hockey players are going to play a hockey game against each other. Legendary golfers are going to play against each other. Legendary tennis players are going to play against each other. Any retired. Yeah, but boxing's a different. Ball any game. retired elite athlete will be in this thing. And it's going to be fucking amazing. Boxing's a different ball game, man. <clears throat> I know. Motherfuckers get hurt. I know, but that's what makes it exciting. I mean, I think it'll culminate with ultimately ending with him fighting Holyfield at the end of it. But Holyfield's got to fight somebody first, you know what I mean? Maybe they'll get Holyfield to fight uh, Bo again or something. I don't know. I I don't think that's going to happen, but Holyfield I I know Bo needs the money. Yeah. And I'm sure Bo can get his ass in shape, uh, sort of. I mean, but Bo's mad punchy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel bad. Like, I met him... In uh in Atlantic City when I was like, What's up, champion? I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, every time I see his interviews, I'm like, Wow. Yeah, his tongue and looks he, like it weighs ten pounds when he's talking. I was like, What's up, man? And he doesn't in his career outside of Andrew Galata, I don't remember him taking a bunch of punishment to be that way. Um, those wars against Holyfield took a took so on him. Yeah, yeah. Those were fucking wars. Yeah, they were fucking throwing bombs back then. Yeah. I remember back then I was buying into the great white hype, Tommy Morrison. Tommy was a good fighter at that time. He could have kept his head together, man. He he wasn't training at all. He was fucking everything. Oh, yeah. He died of AIDS, right? Yeah. But there's... I mean, he's had legendary nights in Kansas City where they was like... you know, Two weeks before a fight, they were dragging him out of the bar. Not not the bar's closed, get out, Tommy. Like, he's passed out. Somebody needs to come get him. Yeah. That's because of the Rocky movie. That's what blew him up. Yeah, that's right. Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. And then I remember... He, the one time I think he was focused and ready to go was against uh, Foreman. He had fought a he fought a safe fight against Foreman. Wasn't it one of his last fights against uh, Lennox? That was on a downfall. Like, but that was also after after that fight is when they found out he had AIDS HIV. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, right? like and Lennox was
0: scared as fuck. And Lennox was like, "Yo, what the fuck? I just this guy bled on me." I'm like, "Yo, I'm so scared." I was, like, I was scared for Len. I remember getting arguments with people like not physical arguments, but like barbershop arguments, when I was like, dude, Lennox ain't, uh," when he fought Mike, I was like, Mike's not ready for Lennox right now. No. Do you know what I mean? No. Mentally, everything. I said, Lennox, you guys don't give enough credit, man. That guy was, he's one of the most underappreciated heavyweight champs. What people don't know, too, is that Lennox and Mike had sparred many, many times in the 80s. So, Lennox told me that, uh, like in eighty four, uh, right before the Empire Games, New York State Games, mm-hmm. um, they Lennox went up to go and meet Mike. That was the first time he met him, like eighty three, eighty four. He met him, and uh, my, he was like, Mike was really nice and really friendly. And then the minute they got in the ring to spar, he was like, Yo, this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, Lennox like, Okay, I adjusted. And then the next time we fought, I I figured him out. Mm-hmm. But he's, Lennox was like, I always knew I, I always knew how to fight him because I've been I'd sparred with him at, when he was a beast. Yeah. So I already knew how to fight him. I remember watching the Olympic trials, and they did a big piece on Custom Auto and Mike Tyson. And then Mike lost to... Henry Tillman. Tillman. Yeah, I was like this. Wow, I just watched this great piece. Yeah. And he comes in, and then he loses. I went, well, what the fuck was that? And then I was like, all of a sudden, then he just started knocking people out. Then he was Kid Dynamite on the cover Sports Illustrated. And then I remember we were driving in that... that Hot Ass Station Wagon mm-hmm. down to Cocoa Beach, we stopped at a hotel and this is before you couldn't just get fights when he fought Sphinx. Right. And I remember thinking uh we didn't know until the next day. Cuz there was no way to get the news until the paper came oh, out yeah, the next 19, morning. 1988. That was June of 1988. Yeah. So I'm mm. like this, I'm literally that night going, well, <laughs> I don't know what happened cuz they they had you thinking Sphinx had a shock. Sphinx was undefeated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I remember well, I woke up and saw the paper and it was like 91 seconds or something like yeah, that. 91 seconds. What the seconds. fuck was that? Yeah, remember the yeah. Diet Pepsi sponsored that one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember because it was like literally the weekend after high school ended for me. That was when the fight was? Yeah. It was like school ended on the Friday or something, and and the fight was on the Saturday. Where, where were you when he fought Buster Douglas? I was at a nightclub in Toronto, and it was uh, this club called Empire. And I was there, and nobody was really going to get that fight. Because it was like, eh, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. They were waiting for Holyfield, yeah. And then I was like, I guess we'll just find out what time Mike, knocked, how how fast Mike knocked this guy out. And then I remember, I, my dad, or I think I called my dad. It must have been like eleven thirty at night. I was like, did any word on that uh, Tyson fight? He goes, Mike got knocked out. And I go, shut the fuck up. He goes, he got beat up, stopped in the tenth round. I'm like, what the? And I go, I go to this guy Mike that ran the club. I was like, and he was a uh, Mike was one of those Diesel brothers. Like, you know, always in really great shape. And he was a pretty boy, but he was jacked. And I knew he knew how to fight, but I didn't realize how hard this motherfucker hit. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Mike, fucking Tyson just got knocked out. He's like, what? And he pulls up on TV. And then, and as soon as Mike got he smacked me on my back so hard. Yo, what the fuck? I remember going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, what did I do That's the you? worst in the small your back, oh, too? No, no, in the, in right the here? meat part, the oh. center, just. I thought he broke my spine. Yeah. I was working at Taco Bell. Stop bragging. Yeah. You're dropping all these names. I'm telling you, man. That's what I do. I was working at (laughs) Taco Bell. All these socks. My white trash is tried and true. (laughs) I remember working at Taco Bell, and I got off, and I remember I I took everything when they closed, like all the tacos they could have. I mean, my family ate well the three months I worked at Taco Bell. So my mom picked me up, and I was like, hey, had the fight started? And she goes... Well, they were walking into the ring. On my way to get you, I said it's probably over. Right. So when I got home, it was in the third round, and I remember sitting there going, "Oh fuck, this guy's, this guy's kind of fighting, Mike." Yeah, and he, it was at that I didn't see the first two rounds, but I remember the announcers going, "Well, we weren't expecting this. Yeah. We came to fight, man. Yeah. Is he is he really teeing off? He if he is he instigating yep. the 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 exchanges?" I was like, "Oh shit!" Then when oh, he got the, knocked down. The referee was Octavio Moran, I think. Oh, really? I just remember how quiet it was shit. in the audience. Oh, yeah, because it was Japan. Yeah. So they, they didn't, it, That that's what kind of sucked about it was that the, it didn't <sighs> get the scream that it should have gotten. Can you gotten. imagine if that was in Vegas? There would have been riots. <sighs> oh, my God. And like, I can remember exactly what Jim Lampley said when Mike Tyson knocked out Trevor Burbick. Remember? And we have a new era in boxing. Yeah. There was none of that shit. It was no. like, nothing. Even when they were just sitting there. It yep. mm. it's like they were watching tennis. Yeah, it was insane. Mm. It almost was a good thing. You, do you know that they would have you know, destroyed it, that casino? Theoretically, <clears throat> that fight should have been stopped. I mean, he knocked out Buster Douglas and they got a long count in that fight. Mm-hmm. He, but it, it goes back. Did Buster hear the count? And it's like, I'm, I'm waiting until nine to get up. Yeah. Because he didn't seem like he was knocked out. Because remember, he hit the ground like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. He got caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think he still would have got up. Even though the count was long, I do think he would have got him. He got him, and then the bell rang, remember? That's right. So he, got, that's right. he literally got saved by the bell. Yeah. That was what, the eighth round or seventh round or something? That was the eighth. Yeah. And then everybody thought, and then he just came out on the ninth, like almost knocked Mike. I remember he, that's the first time i see Mike hit that hard where his head just went, yeah. boom. And then that was right at the end of the ninth. I was like, oh, shit. And remember it, he, it was literally like Drago and Rocky. Yeah. He's hurt. Yeah. He's hurt. And then when he tried to pick up his mouthpiece, Oh god! Um, I just sideways! Like, oh my god! Oh. This is all bad! I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening right now? Right. And, and then, then I, Holyfield knocked out Douglas in two rounds. I think it was a third round. Third round. Third round. Yeah. Yeah. A but but Douglas Io was peeps. done. Yeah. He had, he was he was like, I'm champ. I'm partying. That's it. Was similar. We talked about this. To, uh, um, Andy Ruiz. Similar and Hasim Rahman. when he knocked out <laughs> Lennox. Yeah. He was like, I'm champ because I, I I think I told you this. I went to the Mandalay Bay. And I didn't get to go to the fight, but I stayed at the hotel for the Lewis Rockman too. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to a bar. And I swear to God, I saw Rockman and Rockman's entourage two days straight. Everywhere I went, they was mm-hmm. walking around the casino. I didn't see one glimpse of anybody associated with Lennox Lewis. Yeah. At all. And then Emmanuel Stewart said when he went up to his hotel room, he was nervous because you know how's Lennox going to respond? He goes, Lennox is playing ping pong, up yep. in the room. And was like, hey, what's up, Manny? He goes, that's all I need to go. Okay. He's relaxed. I'm good. Yeah. Lennox likes to play chess, too. Well, he's, what is it, England or Canada? Is he both. both? He's from both. Where was he born? He was born in uh, England. How does that happen? How is he from both? Because he's Jamaican. Oh, So he was born in England, and then he, his, his mom immigrated to Canada from England for work. Mm-hmm. And then she left him in England for a while. And then when she got settled, she sent for him to come to Canada. So when he was about 11 or 12... L- 10 or 11, he came to Canada. Mm-hmm. I, he was one of those guys. <coughs> and that, then he started boxing in Canada. And that's why he, he fought, he got his gold medal f- for Canada, in right? In 88, yeah. For Canada. He got a gold, Egerton Marcus got a silver. He beat Riddick Bowe, right? He knocked out Riddick Bowe. And what? what Second round? Was it like this? i talking championship about championship round, I think. Championship, it was a gold was medal. Was it for the gold medal? It was a gold medal. So yeah. Riddick Bowe got the silver? I believe so. Oh, okay. I never saw that fight. I never saw that fight. That's when Riddick Bowe had the Jerry Curl Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, uh, I always knew, like sometimes you see boxers like, oh, I don't don't think this is going to end well financially when he's done fighting. Lennox's always guy's like, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, Lennox made over $100 million. I'm talking about just he's not going to be stupid with his money. No, no, and you know what's funny is when I started making money, he came to me and he's like, now remember, you can only drive one car at a time. You can only live in one house at a time. You can only wear one watch at a time. Don't be stupid with your money. Yeah. And I go, well, I mean, I go, goes, just don't do dumb things. Yeah. And I go, but Lenny, I <laughs> kind of want to buy it. And just don't fucking do it, man. Huh. Just trust me, don't do it. Yeah, I can I, see I didn't listen, but, you know. Yeah. Him and the Klitschkos both, I was like, they're going to be okay financially. Yeah, the Klitschkos, you know, I, 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 I did a thing with Lennox two years ago in London. Um, it was basically like Mike's, um, when Mike did the one man show. Mm-hmm. So I did it with Lennox in London and I, I, um, I was the, uh, I was the guy on and, stage with him. The, what's it the called? The presenter? The mediator. The, the mediator. The mediator. <clears throat> Between Mike and Lennox? No, just Lennox. It was just Lennox. Oh, just and, Lennox. Okay. And Lennox and myself. And then Klitschko showed up vitaly so vitaly came on stage with us too and i have a picture of me lennox and vitaly and i look like a child standing next to them yeah because vitaly's like six seven yeah lennox is six five i'm five eleven yeah and i look like a child i'm like daddy (laughs) and lennox just went out on top yeah like i'm out i'm done yeah he was like you know what that fight was a little close the Vitali one, yeah, that, that was, was at the a, Staples Center, right? That was a little closer than I wanted it to be. Was it Staples yeah. or was it at? Uh, no, I think it was at Staples. No, I think it was in, in L.A. Was it? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm positive. I didn't have money then, so I couldn't be there. Yeah, Lennox I, was one of my favorites. Like he was always one of my favorite fighters. Like the whole way. I only went to a couple of Lennox's fights. I went to see he hooked me up for Galata, They knocked him out in 93 seconds. Yeah, and then I went to like um, uh, one of those Connecticut ones. Not Foxwoods, the other one. Oh, yeah. Un- I don't know who you're talking about. In Uncasville. And, the, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was wondering where that's at. Yeah, and then uh, that's when he fought the, the, the um, Croatian guy, Zelko Marvovic. I remember that fight. Yeah, it was a 12-rounder, and that guy was a tough son of a bitch. He wasn't going nowhere, that guy. Yeah, I don't remember that one. And, yeah, Lennox got a picture of me and Lennox after. lennox got a big fat lip, and he's got sunglasses on because he had a black eye. I know i go damn. Look, like, I always wonder about that with fighters in the after parties. Like, dude, if you get fucked up. I mean, yeah. you're just going to But his after parties up. would always just be like family. Lennox. It'd be like his mom, his brother, his, his team, me, the guys he grew up with, like me and some other guys. And so basically like Adrian Broner after party. Yeah, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. yeah. No, well, no I'm kidding. Without <laughs> Adrian's going to have yeah. everybody there. Without the assault. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to get one off. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest layup ever. <laughs> 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 no, basketball, Russ. You just play volleyball. Oh, with I, it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I said to Ali, Russ went <laughs> I, I told you, I don't know team sports. Now, um, you follow UFC, too? Yes. What do you like better, boxing or UFC? Boxing. Because that's my number one. But you used to box. Yeah, I used to box, but I do jujitsu. Now, you, you made me nervous two weeks ago when I stayed at your house, and then you took me over to Chuck Liddell's house, right. which was down the street from you. And the crazy part is, you and Chuck are talking about something I have no idea what you're talking about, right. and Chuck kept making fucking eye contact yeah. with me, and I didn't know what to do because he kept like looking at me like for like I'm supposed to agree with what you guys are talking about, and all, this is all I heard from both of you. Why would she do that? I can't believe she did that. And I'm and Chuck kept looking at him. I go, I know. Why would she do that? I, I have no fucking idea what sure you guys think. are talking I don't know about. why she would do that. And, and then he and kept then, just looking. And at then he, me. he would shoot a look at Gary. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would she do that? I know. And Chuck's got those dead eyes too. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's so wrong. You know, and he's standing like this. And he stands like you think Chuck Liddell would stand. Yeah. His arms back like this. Yeah. And he still looks exactly the same, just wiry, like he would fuck you up. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, same haircut. Yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> like he's aging well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just turned 50 last year. So yeah. That's crazy he's that old? Yeah, he'll be 51 in December this year. God, he used to, he used to starch motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. There was no kicking. Yeah, he was. He had kicks too. I know, but goddamn, he hit you with them fucking. But his punches were always wide, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you were smart, you'd be down the middle. (laughs) He ended wide. Yeah. God, that dude would just annihilate motherfuckers. It is trippy, though. Like I'm friends with these guys. You know what I mean? Like all all these people. Tyson. Tyson. Liddell. Liddell. Even Lennox. I mean, even though I've known him since I was 15, Mm -hmm. it's just. You know, and then all the rappers that, you know, think about your friends. You got a pretty decent fucking list of friends, too, that you should be able to sit back and go, that's amazing that I could just call that person. They're going to answer my call. Yeah. I think the one that's kind of surreal to me that I'm like, God, I can't believe I got that guy. And we like we really talk is King Griffey Jr. Being a Cincinnati kid, Mm -hmm. like that kid, that guy was a legend in Cincinnati, you know, and then I got to know his dad. This is how I got to know King Griffey Jr., Alonzo you knew Morning, senior, huh? And you knew senior too. Well, seniors wanted like facilitated it because wow. Alonzo Morning and Dwayne Wade used to have Zoe's Summer Groove in Miami, mm-hmm. so it was it was 2006. The Heat just won the NBA title, so the Heat guys and basketball in general, they're, they're all there. And then uh, I see Ken Griffey Senior walking with his wife, and I went, I just took my opportunity. I went, Hey, uh, Ken Griffey, and he looked. I think he was so excited. Somebody knew him amongst all these Heat players? He goes, yeah. I go, hey, there was a rumor in Cincinnati that you had a pool shaped like a baseball glove. Is that true? And he goes, no, 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 that's not true. But the rumor is that is true is I had the biggest pool in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I go, oh, okay. And then I was telling him Westchester, Moeller, I I knew about his family and stuff. And then he was just like, yeah, yeah. He goes, hey, just over the course of the weekend, changed numbers. He invited me to a game when he came to Cincy, and that's when Griffey was playing for the Reds. Mm-hmm. And Griffey had the, the we got to sit in the suite up is this there. Pre or post Pete Rose? Post. This is now. <laughs> yeah, this is 2000. He but Griffey said like as you know Pete Rose, who I think should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. He said he was one of those white guys that stood up for the black guys. Like wouldn't go out to eat unless they could go in. Because you want Pete Rose, you got to have my my the black guys are my teammates. They got to eat with me. Yep. Like he always stood up for the black guys. I mean that alone in that era, the 60s. Should override him betting on his own team. Yeah. I mean, it's right pretty shitty that that's what they're get, nailing him for. You know what I mean? I mean, all the racists that are in the Hall of Fame yeah. that we know now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ty Cobb, come on now. Yeah. You know? You think Babe Ruth was a big old friend of everybody. Right. Exactly. I'm like this. But Griffey, I mean, but uh, Rose can't get in. But, anyways, that's why I got to know Junior was through Senior. And then, I don't know. I did that TV show with Shaq in 2012. Another guy. It's kind of surreal I got him. Yep. It's crazy. At one time, in one day, at the same place, I was hanging out with Vince Carter, Shaq, and Junior. Just sitting around bullshitting. Yeah. Like, they all live in the same neighborhood. It's, just, it's, it's the same. Thing. I get it. Like, athlete. I don't... Comedians, I'm not that impressive because I do it. Right, right. But the fact that we get to hang with, like, these athletes, Uh-oh. I'm like... And they're excited to hang out with us. That's what's crazy. Yeah. I remember when... Because they're around guys with no fucking brains and no, no smarts and, and no quickness. So we're there, and they're like, this is great. We have our own comedian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Right? Come here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we turn it on for them, too. We're like, let me show you why I'm here. Let me yeah. give you my value. Well, it's crazy, because all the, all the times I've hung out with Shaq, I've never had a jersey signed by him or nothing. I got mm-hmm. no memorabilia from Shaq or Vince. Right. Nothing like that. Or, or Ken, for that matter. I got nothing. I'm with you. I'm just like. That's just crazy. Some people are like, you didn't get nothing signed? I go, nah, just never came up. It's kind of got to be on them, you know? But, yeah, and er, they would if I brought out a jersey. Yeah, I never asked anybody for anything. But, like, one time Eric B. just came just met up with me. I was in D.C., I think, and he and he came to hang out. And he was like, yo, Russ, here. I go, what's this? He goes, oh, look at it. And I there was a record, right? And I go, oh, oh, dope. Follow the leader. He goes. No, that's the acetate of "Follow the Leader," that's the one they pressed all the albums off of. The I was oh. like, "This is the master," and he's like, "Yeah." I go, "Wow, that's so cool." He goes, "It's yours." I go, "What?" Goes, it mean more to you than mean to me. I'm like, "What the fuck?" So I've got the literally the master of the "Follow the Leader" album, and I show it to all my nerdy DJ friends. They're like, "Yo, that's fucking insane." How'd you got you it. Where do, do you got at your house right now? It's at the house. Is it framed up or anything? No, because the, I, I'm trying to figure out how to frame it because it's not, it doesn't look like anything. Mm-hmm. So I got to get. You almost got to get an announcement. <clears throat> I got to get a copy of the album so I can put the album cover there and then, yeah. you know, and then you know, just to show the difference. And You ever played it? <clears throat> I have, yeah. You can only play them a certain amount of times. Oh, wow. On the acetates because they burn, the grooves burn out on it. I bet you half these listeners don't know what an acetate is. No, nobody, nobody here watching this knows what an acetate is. What is it? It's the it's a record vinyl that they print the masters off of but it's a really thick hard vinyl. It's not like a soft it's like that bouncy thick, right? record. Yeah, it's a thicker yeah. one and it has got no bounce in it. Yeah. So that way it'll play solidly. That's what I thought it was, but I yeah. want to make sure before I put my foot in my mouth. Right. And you want to know how your foot tape and fizz yeah. your acetate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to say it's thick. And you're like <laughs> that's not what it is. No, it's a tape, Gary. Oh, sorry about that. It's a record. It's a record. My what fault about that. that. Yeah, who, uh, is anybody you ever met that you were just, like, you didn't really know? Well, I think you probably answered it with Mike Tyson. You're like, holy shit, Mike Tyson's at my house. Yeah. Do you remember the first, like, celeb you ran into, like, as a stand-up, that you were like, oh, shit, and they knew who you were? Yeah, I think it was, like, um, well, back in the 90s, the, the Raptors used to come to the show, so Vince would be at the shows, Vince and Tracy, and, and then, like, the lesser guys, A.C. Earl. God damn. <laughs> but uh, A.C. Earl, they're from Iowa. Yeah, A.C. Earl and Doug Christie and um, uh, Del Curry would come. Um, Isaiah Thomas would be there. It was all really cool, but you know they would just come watch the show and they'd leave. And We'd try to get a picture with them back then. I'd just keep a disposable camera with me. But Vince, I i got to know a little bit, but I don't think he'd remember me now. Unless he might. I mean, I don't know. He probably... hes I mean... Vince is cool. Vince is the most unassuming superstar I've ever well Ju- Ju- Junior's pretty unassuming too, but Vince, like I was like, hey, you want to meet up, get something to eat? Yeah. I will just roll up. Yeah, where's he in? Florida. By himself. Yeah, he's in Orlando. Yeah. But he uh I'm trying to think. How do I Mo Pete, Chris Child's? Damn. I know Chris Child now, here's a crazy thing. Chris Child's son Chris is Child's about to child? marry <laughs> Gary Payton's daughter. Wow, <clears throat> right? It's quite a pedigree. You ain't lying. Yeah. Jesse Childs. What, he, Jesse what does Childs. he do? He actually coaches. Uh, Jesse coaches? Jesse Childs. He's like a basketball trainer. Wow. So he's like a personal trainer. He's See, in Phoenix. How old is that kid now then? Jesse's probably 25. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, Chris Childs. And then uh, and Chris was from New York. That's what I remember. He you know? to, I remember he used to have a white Escalade back in there. Like, yo, he's paid. Well, he got a white baby mama too, because oh, Jesse's definitely mixed. <laughs> there you go. That's how you knew he made money. <laughs> I remember Morris Peterson used to have a Benz, a, a two-door S-Class. It was a I was like, "Damn, that's nice." It was gray and it still yeah. had the Detroit plates on it. Oh, really? Oh, Michigan state, that's yeah. right. I think I met Vince on Twitter. Really. I think he commented on something and I was like, "Oh shit, is that really Vince Carter?" Yeah. And it went back and forth and then he showed up at one of my shows. <laughs> probably 10-11 years ago. Right and we went i never i'll never forget i had a show in orlando we came we hung out afterwards and the, uh i think the nba was on one of their strikes and he was like he said hey gary we're gonna go to this spot real quick i go okay you want to meet us over there i said yeah first of all i hung out with them and the lady brings over like the bottle list and he goes i think we get a bottle like he said like a kid he goes i'm you know what i'm gonna get, a, I'm, gonna get a, I'm gonna get another bottle." i said well, why don't you get two yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm gonna get two bottles. <laughs> the way he talked was like, "Wow, I think I'm gonna get a bottle." Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe this. It's, right? <laughs> it, it's, uh, you know, Vince actually, if he still has the video, if you still talk to him, ask him if he still has the video of me getting beat up by the cops in Toronto. For real? Yeah, this must have been around 2000 and uh, 2002. I'm gonna text him. I think it was 2002. And, text uh, them on air. It, was, it was on Carabana, Carabana weekend, and the, and the cops were pushing everybody off the street. And it was like Vince and a bunch of other basketball players and stuff. <clears throat> and uh, my cousin was standing on the on the street, and he was a tall, skinny kid. Like, not tall, but he's a really small, skinny, skinny kid. I'm talking the guy must have weighed 115 pounds, but he was about 5'10". You know, it's just scrawny. And the cop's like, everybody on the sidewalk, on the sidewalk. So I get on the sidewalk, but I'm literally right at the edge. Like, there's no room anymore. I'm standing right at the edge of the sidewalk. And my cousin's standing as far, he's at the curb. His heels are at the curb, so he can't even go any. There's no room from up here. So he's standing right at the curb. And then the cop, bully-ass cop comes over, grabs my cousin by his neck. I said, get on the fucking sidewalk. And I go, yo, yo. I go, what the fuck? I go, what kind of pussy shit is that? You grab the smallest guy here? What about these big fucking six-foot-eight black dudes? Why don't you try something like that with them? See what happens. And he goes, what'd you say? And he grabs me by my neck, my shirt, and rips my chain off. And then Vince is filming. <laughs> oh, I hope he remembers. Oh. And, I don't and, and, he's, and, and then I was like, "I like go, oh, Vince. I need that video. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm like, I what need What year was this? I, like, maybe 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2001, 2002, around there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... And I go, you got that right, yeah, because I want, I want to, I want to use that to fucking get at the police department. I'm gonna try to, uh, I'm gonna try to, if he's I'm got sure. it, I'm gonna try to get it from him and post it. Why, when this podcast airs, yeah, it would be amazing. You talking about this? <laughs> yeah. probably, I feel like we just name dropped for he, the last pro- twenty minutes. He'll probably be like, "I deleted it," or I got "Yeah, around. I don't know where that video is." Fucking twenty years ago, almost. You know? Yeah, I feel like we. I feel like we just name dropped the oh, shit out of Oh, we name body. dropped the goddamn out of We should. I should have just lied. Just like, I can't believe Barack. Like yeah. I can just call him <laughs> Barry. Good old you Barry. <laughs> Barry <laughs> Obama. We called him. Yeah. <laughs> it's his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. The day we're filming this. Yeah, the day we're filming. Yeah. This isn't going to air the oh. day of the birthday. But. I mean, he had a birthday last week. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Vince. I'm always talking about, yeah, yeah, we're friends. Oh, he changed his number. Didn't go through. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. What do you mean not delivered? <laughs> no, no, no. No, Vince is cool, man. Vince you, is cool. You know who my uh, cool one that I call when I'm drunk, I FaceTime, is uh, Big Daddy Kane. Oh, really? I'll FaceTime, I'm like, what up? He goes, you're drunk, ain't you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his tell. voice is just like he sounds. Yeah, drunk. He He got engaged on the... Uh, Tom Joyner, is he married now? Yeah. He got engaged on the Tom Joyner cruise. Yep. I remember he when he when he proposed. Yeah, Kane's a good dude. That's my man. Yeah, yeah he's a nice guy. Well, yeah. I'm, I've only met him twice. but my, He, he, nice he's, he stays at my house when he comes to town. And so when I was living in Malibu, my, he came. We were all hanging out. My mom was there that night. We were sitting around, and Kane's drinking red wine. And you know he's feeling good. And my mom's like, and my mom has no filter either. My mom's like, so why do they call you Big Daddy Kane? Do you have a big... Kane. And she points at it. And, my, and Kane's like, yo, your mom's crazy, man. And, he's, and, the, and then, you know, everybody goes to bed. And then the next morning, Kane comes down in the kitchen. Everybody's in the kitchen for breakfast. And he's wearing, like, silk, black silk pajamas. As he should. Big Daddy Cain? He's wearing black velvet house slippers and black velvet pajamas with, like, a silver cravat around his neck. Like a grayish. <laughs> Did he have a hat? No, no, but he had his hair done. He looked good. He was like, We're good morning, adorable. good morning. And my mom goes, what are you wearing? <laughs> Come on, that's Kane. Look, look what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> he's dressed up. I go, my with his pajamas. Who has pajamas like this? They don't sell that at came <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> my mom just didn't get it. Good morning. Good morning. I would have paid to see that. Oh, my God, that was the best. I was like, oh, my God, you're embarrassing the shit out of me, Mom. Big Daddy Kane coming downstairs. Was he coming downstairs? Yeah, he had a cane, too. Was he coming down some stairs, though? No, he that just that in makes purf- kitchen. What he, did he make perfect? coming downstairs. He entered the room, and it was like, ah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Now, where'd you, where'd you meet Big Daddy Kane at? Again, I met him from Eric B, actually. Eric B's like my conduit for meeting a lot of people. He just brings people to the crib? Yeah, yeah. and then, uh, then we become friends. That's one thing about being at your house. You'll know who's going to be there. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. always good. It's always a fun time. Yeah. That's why when you came over yesterday, I go, uh, Gary, don't be alarmed. There's a lot of black people in my house yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm like this. There's five, Russ. <laughs> I've seen a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wedding once. <laughs> now, I, I asked this to all my guests. Like, uh, if one person, if you, okay, so you got the Russell Peters movie, whatever that is. Right. And you can pick one person to work with. Who would it be that you haven't worked with before? You mean as an actor or as yeah. a director? Both. Or? Actor or director. Hmm. Frida Pinto? No, oh, sorry. I do have a good Frida Pinto story, though. Since you brought it up. Yeah. I was doing the uh, Craig, um, what's his name? He had the late night show. Kilborn or Shoemaker? Um, sh- no. The Scottish guy. Was that the name Craig? When the, I'm sorry, he had the late, late show. <clears throat> yeah, he had the Craig Kilborn show after Craig Kilborn. Uh, it was, uh, God damn, and I did that show. I know I know who you're talking about one Scottish. late night talk show guy. Yeah, a Scottish guy. Yeah. Anyway, so this must have been like around 2008 and I was promoting my special at the time. <clears throat> and we're talking I go, "So who else you got on this week?" He goes, oh, "I got uh, Frida Pinto coming in tomorrow." I go, "Oh wow, that's impressive." I go, "Hey, Craig, do me a favor. <clears throat> I'm going to leave a DVD for her and will you give it to her? And my number's going to be inside." So I put a note to her. Hey Frida, please enjoy this DVD. It's Russell Peters. Love to hang out sometime. Put my number. He gives it to. I forget all about it. I go to Phoenix that weekend. I get a call, and it's. I hear, is this Russell Peters? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm getting an ad. I'm like, yeah. Who's this? And I'm thinking, fuck. My mom gave my number to one of her friends (laughs) because I'm hearing an Indian accent on the phone. I'm like, my mom gave my number to one of her friends to get fucking free tickets to the show. I go, who's this? She was like, do you always give your number to strange women? And I go, huh? Oh, hey, 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 what's up? Hey, hey, maybe we can hang out when I come home. We can become a power couple. We never hung out. She ended up dating Dev Patel after that. But that's the whole story. That story sucks. I know it has no good. Ending. I thought it was about to be <coughs> some shit popping all. No, no shit. Even, I was still to this day. I've never met. Did she ever call you back? Just that one no, time. No, just that one time. And then I think I texted her one, after that, and then. That was it. She was dating Dev. You, you said, I have a great Frida Pinto story. Um, you know what? Maybe you should have said, I got an okay Frida Pinto you story. You know what? I got a better Pinto Bean story, yeah. probably. <laughs> I got a better Ford Pinto story. So, <clears throat> who, would, who would it be then to work with? To work with? Um, I don't know. This is in a movie now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, Russ, it's your film. Who you want? You can get it whoever you want. Um... I think it would be DiCaprio. Yeah. Would you be nervous to be on set with him? Yeah, because I he's such an amazing line. actor. I wouldn't want to fuck up my lines. <clears throat> but I did hang out. He was at Eddie Murphy's house one night. Eddie's had some epic parties. Yeah, Tiffany took me. I wasn't invited. What Tiffany year was this? Me. This had to be recent. Yeah, like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Like, two years ago almost. <clears throat> anyway, long story short, um, everybody was there. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Jamie Foxx, Q-Tip, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jimmy Kimmel, Bill Hader, Patton Oswalt, Jeff Ross, Ali Wong, Tig Notaro. Everybody's there. Well, you just threw in Ken- Tig Notaro. I know. <clears throat> I got to throw in some names. Yeah. Uh Kenya Barris is there. Yeah. And I'm like, and uh, I had a brain fart. What was I trying to say? Oh yeah, and uh, and and DiCaprio was there. Yeah. And uh, we're all hanging out. Everybody's just hanging out and talking. And then and then DiCaprio just walks over to us and is like. Hey, guys, I got to go. I'm like, oh, you got, you working tomorrow?" He's like, no. This, this fucking idiot doesn't know who anybody is in this fucking time. So i pointing out the girl he's with. <clears throat> She's fucking 19. She has no fucking clue anybody's anybody is in this room. This is the best fucking party I've ever been to in my life. And this fucking bitch doesn't know who anybody is in this fucking party. <laughs> She's fucking <laughs> bored. I go, send her in an Uber. No, I got fucking, okay, let's go. We're going, we're going. He was mad he was like mad. that? <laughs> <laughs> but he diced the young girls. He dates the young girls. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah, they don't know anybody at the party. Yeah, I don't know who, who's Eddie Murphy. Oh my god! She was like, he had to be like, it's the donkey from Shrek. <laughs> he didn't look like the donkey. <laughs> oh was, my god! I, I'd I'd be so yeah. That that's my biggest fear is to go blank in a big movie against an A-lister. I had a table read with Robert De Niro last year in New York. What movie is that? Uh, it was that? Was this? It hasn't come. They haven't even shot it yet. It was. The director liked me to play this one role, and he was like, "I want you to do a table read with De Niro," and it was like De Niro was sitting like right there, and I'm right across from him. Christoph Waltz is sitting beside him. Wow. And there's all these other actors, and I'm like, "Oh, oh shit!" I, I guy, and I didn't know the script because he got it the night before, and I'm like, De Niro's cool. He's like, you know, he's doing his lines. Uh, you can tell he doesn't really know the script either. He's like, eh. "Yeah." And he's doing, he's doing all, all my scenes are with him. He does the line the first time. He's like doing the line. I'm like, and he's doing. it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I reply. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I no, uh, just read to me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, then uh, maybe you know. I, know. <laughs> I was like, wow. What I and mean, he was cool as shit. After he was like, yeah, you know. I was like, yeah. They sent me your stuff. You're very talented, very, very funny, very talented comedian. Yeah. A great comedian. A terrible actor, but a great yeah. comedian. I'm like, oh <laughs> And I was like, I know, right? I'm so shit. Yeah, I think uh I ask a lot of my guests that I think the <clears throat> Denzel's the one that comes up more than anybody. <clears throat> Obviously I've had a lot of black guests. Yeah. But it's the same thing, like I'd be like, God damn, I would not wanna fuck up my cause I heard Eastwood <clears throat> only does one take. I've heard that about Eastwood, like he's like, We're doing one take and that's it. I was like, "Whoa!" Because yeah, you, you imagine fucking your lineup, and you know, as comedians, we like to ad lib <clears> sometimes too. You are like, oh, "Fuck, yeah. I ain't doing that. Just stick to my line. I had um, Joseph Secor on about a month ago. You, he had you, he had, had you on. I had me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, okay. right there. Uh, he uh, he had a good. He's di- a really nice guy, Joe Joseph. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. But he had a good DiCaprio story when he did. I didn't. I forgot he did Shutter Island with them, mm-hmm. and he was talking about gangs in New York. And how Daniel Day-Lewis doesn't break character while they're shooting. He's that guy in that era. That's why he doesn't do a lot of films because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of them. He goes in. DiCaprio, they were doing a scene and they're just like waiting to say action and then they, they do the scene and say cut and I guess Daniel Day-Lewis just went, this is fucking hard, isn't it? To DiCaprio. <laughs> and, and Joe's like, I guess everybody's got their breaking point. Yeah, right. But I was thinking... Uh, I said, God damn, Joe, you know how cool it is? You're just on set with DiCaprio, listening to stories, and you know he's not lying. He's not adding shit to the story. He's yeah, just these like, guys don't that's what happened at all, like this. I go, you know how cool that is? We embellish our stories about them. <clears throat> just a little bit, yeah. I'm sure DiCaprio, <laughs> it was probably one person she didn't know. Yeah. And she was probably 20, yeah. not 19. Yeah. She gets younger. He yeah. had an eight-year-old yeah. at the fucking party yeah. 10 yeah. years from now. Yeah. He's talking to his kids who are still in his balls. She yeah. Was- <laughs> All right, man, well, shit, we've been on long enough. I got to go to your house Ugh. and get a nap. You yeah. must be tired. You went to yeah. bed late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my fault. He goes, hey, can I get a drink? Okay. I poured him a drink. He goes, uh, there's a lot of alcohol in here. I go, eh, just "No, just drink no, no. a you, uh, you said, <coughs> oh, Gary, come here. Let's get a drink. And then you filled it out. I go, Doo, do, 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 do. Like, I like a little alcohol and a lot of club soda. Mm. You went that with it. You went this with it. And then I was like, there's not enough. For- I literally took the bottle yeah. of club soda and just walking around with it a little bit. I don't like strong drinks. Oh, I yeah. like my drinks strong. Yeah, I'm going to bed early tonight. Yeah, going to bed early. Tonight, so. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Anything you want to pump? Uh, no, I got <laughs> nothing to promote. Nothing. There it is. Well, <laughs> what's your prediction on the, on the, the Tyson-Roy Jones fight? Uh, third round Roy he goes to sleep.
1: You Probably, think it's-
0: <clears throat> I think Michael will extend him a little, I think. Do you? I say first round. You say first round. I think he's gonna get him. Mike. Okay, Vince just texted me back. No, not by name. So should I say you recorded? Maybe if (laughs) I see him. Say Indian comedian guy from Toronto. Okay, we'll see if he gets back to me. I told you would remember. We were gonna say goodbye, but I want to make sure he give him time though. You want to ask me anything? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Gary, um, how was your birthday? It was good, man. <laughs> Those Islas you gave me were quite delicious, I got to say. Oh, yeah, because I got—I didn't start smoking cigars until this COVID. Yeah, and me my, too. Me too. Same. My neighbors started smoking, so I'd always be hanging. My, it seemed like we're in different backyards in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. Then I started going back on the road. Now I'm smoking cigars every couple days. Yeah. And this guy that's opening for me, this guy named T. Robe out of Pittsburgh, he's an avid cigar smoker. So I told him, I said, dude, I like it when it's got a little sweetness to it, and I'm just starting. So he's the one that brought me these Isla del Souls. <clears throat> God damn. I'm going yeah, you, you, cigars. You, 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 put, you put me on game to that one, and I was like, these are delicious. Those are really good cigars. They're fucking delicious. And they're not expensive. No, they're I like know. They're like $8 <clears throat> cigars. Yeah, they're good. They're not like the pricey ones. I got the pricey ones at home, and I'll smoke them, but I feel like I'm wasting them on me. They're like the <clears throat> Chrysler 300s. When you could yeah. afford a Bentley, yeah, but you just got a Chrysler 300 for what? You did and Lennox he, Lewis. You just wanted the big grill. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Vince. Get back to me. I'm ready to go home. He's not even... You don't even have the bubbles of him typing back. No. Nah, he's probably <clears> looking <throat> you up right now. That'd be funny if he sent me the video. Of uh, this video? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Motherfucker. What's his hometown? Uh, Daytona. <clears throat> oh, he's from... He's, yeah, from, he's, he's a, a Florida guy. His, he's got the high school named after him, or the gym, named after him, Daytona Beach. And Tracy as well? I don't know. I think Tracy's from South Carolina or something. They're cousins. Yeah, they're cousins, yeah. I don't know where Tracy's from, actually. I used to do a joke about Tracy, how he could holler at three girls at the same time in the club because his eye was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Tevin Farmer? I know the name. He's a fighter, young kid. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. I always make fun of him. He got a lazy eye? Yeah, he's got a lazy eye, but his defense is amazing. I was, of course, he's defense. You can watch both hands. Yeah. Tevin Farmer, I got to look him up. No, nah, I used to do a joke, and then I think got back to Tracy, wasn't real happy with it. No? I said, Tracy just sitting at the club like, hey, what's up, baby girl? She's over here. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why, why are you acting like yeah. that? You're not looking at me. I'm looking right at you. She's over here. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto, would you, uh, is that your struggle? Would you? I mean, you're not a huge basketball fan. Would you geeked when they won a the title last year? No, oh, yeah. I actually got emotional when they won the when they won the NBA Did you fly home for the parade? No. But... um Dude, the Bengals. Ever. I was I was shooting a movie, I think, so I couldn't go. But I was I got emotional when they won. Really? Oh, I was actually. It was something happened. I couldn't go. I couldn't go for the parade. But I, I got teary eyed when they won. I was like, I never thought my city would do this. Oh my god! To, let me tell you something. The Bengals ever won the Super Bowl. I already told my mom. I told my wife, have bail money, and uh, there might be naked pictures of me running around the streets. So. <clears throat> right. That's why when Kevin, when when the Eagles won, and he tried to get on the podium. Oh, that was hilarious! I was like this. I go, <coughs> that was stupid, but I understand. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. I said, dude, I would have been on that fucking podium. Yeah. I'd have been like Marshawn Lynch when uh, the Warriors won. He was on the parade because he's from Oakland. Right? Marshawn's that dude. I was like, what? I remember watching print. Goes, why is Marshawn Lynch on the float with the players? <laughs> hey man, it's is me. You remember Marshawn Lynch? I don't know who he is. The running back for the Seahawks. No oh. beast mode. Nope. Oh, Russ. It's funny because I don't know football at all. And I did Terrell Owens' podcast. And, really? Yeah. And I was like making fun of him and stuff because I didn't know who he was. I mean, I knew his name and I knew what he looked like. Was he laughing? Oh, yeah, he was cool. He was cool as shit. Yeah. Because he, he, yeah. he, he goes both ways. I heard he can be moody. He's always been cool with me. But yeah. I heard there's been, you can catch him on the wrong day. Yeah, I think when you're doing his thing, he's like, eh, we're in the same space. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think if you're out and you try to approach him, you might act funny style with you. I, I get that a lot. People always be like, that guy's a... You know, that guy could be a dick. I go, well, where'd you meet him at? That goes a long way. Yeah. I had a guy tell me that about Patrick Mahomes. Do you know who that is? Nope. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Super Bowl MVP? Nope. Just won the couldn't, title. Couldn't tell you nothing about football. Okay. Well, anyways... Uh, football is actually the sport that annoys me the most. Really? Yeah. And that's probably my favorite. Uh, it's funny because I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand where all this action is. There's... It's 3 4 seconds of action then there's a 15 minute break of talking. Oh, that's how I view it. I'm like, okay. Okay, uh okay, caught the ball. Uh he fell down. Hold on, the guy's stopping it on the side. Right, come here. We're going to have a meeting about that. Now you caught the ball and you fell down over there? We do that again. We're well, going to have to disagree. That's how I see it. That's that exactly is, how I, that's the only way that I see. That is my sport. It. Listen, of I, sports. I get it. I get that people love it. My assistant loves it. Everybody I know loves it, but I, get, I go, turn this shit off. <laughs> it well, fucking drives me nuts. And why is a game so goddamn long? Oh, I love it. I love it. Because when they do cut out all the fluff, like the NFL network now can air a game in like an hour. Like if you just go by the 60 minutes, right. it flies by. You're like, wow, you don't realize how much dead time there is. There's It's well, 2 hours of dead time. I realize it. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't. As a, At as, all. As a person who, why, I go, nah, uh, there's nothing happening. Okay, ran for five minutes, not even not even five seconds. Five seconds is a long run. Oh, in football, in football. yeah. Oh, yeah. You you might have, you might have scored. Yeah. Um. Anyways, this Patrick Mahomes guys, he's, he's probably the best player in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. So they win they win the Super Bowl. There's a bunch of Chiefs to go to Vegas the week after Super Bowl. A buddy of mine went to Vegas, comes back, I'm like, man, ran a bunch of the Chiefs. Mahomes a dick. Mm-hmm. And I go, where'd you run into him at? He goes, oh, he's at one of the nightclubs. I go, okay. You're 24 years old. You are now one of the most popular athletes in America. Mm -hmm. I go, you're the guy. You're the best player. And you're at a club. I go, and you're a dude coming up to him. Why would he want to talk to you? Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how to play the game. Right. Why would he want to spend 30 seconds hearing you tell him how great he is or whatever you want to pitch? Because you know the pitcher's coming. No, yeah, yeah. You know the pitcher is coming. You know what you should do? Yeah. You know, next year. I go, see, yeah, of course. I would have been a dick to you. He goes, yeah, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all about where you meet people and how you meet I mean, you met Mike yeah. Tyson at your house. Yeah. It's a like huge yeah, it's difference. Cool as shit. You know what I mean? Can you imagine you just met Mike Tyson at a casino yeah. and walked up to him? Hey, what's up, man? I'm a comedian. Oh, great. Good. Keep it moving, yeah. stupid. <laughs> you need to get out of here. Have you ever been dissed uh, oh, by man, anybody asking for a picture? <clears throat> you ask somebody. I mean, you asked somebody for a picture? Uh yeah, it's funny. I told and I told him when I met them again later in life. It was um Tay Tay Diggs. Oh Sorry. really? <laughs> Tay Diggs is in Toronto years ago. And uh I'm at this club with this girl and she's like, Oh shit, that's Tay Diggs. And I go, She goes, I wanna see if it take a picture of me. We had disposable cameras then. And I'm like, okay, let me do this. Because I'm like, I'm trying to get laid. So I I go, <laughs> I go I go, I see him sitting there and I go, Hey man, I don't wanna bother you. I know you're hanging out and stuff. I go, but I'm trying to get. I'm trying to impress this chick over there. Would you be cool to take a picture tonight with her? And he goes, "No, nah, man, no pictures." I go, oh, "That's cool, man. Thanks." <laughs> and I walked away. And then, uh, and then all, I, all in the creepy voice, the whole yeah, night, because I'm whispering hey, in his ear. Yeah, you know. Hey, man, come on, man. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So then I leave. I don't want to make a big deal about it. And then after that, I was like, "Fuck Tay Diggs," right? And then I'm doing this thing last year for uh, for um, Laughing, and Tay Diggs is there, right? And uh, and I, I and so I start talking to him, and I go, you know, I gotta tell you something. Tay. He goes, what? He goes, you know, I met you uh, years ago in Toronto. I goes, was that nice? I go, no, actually, you were a dick. You wouldn't take a picture. He goes, fuck me. You know, my family always told me never do that to people, and I did that to you. I go, yeah, you did that to me. Yeah. I go, I was trying to get laid, and you didn't even help a brother get laid. He was like, man, I'll never do that shit to anybody again. Yeah. <laughs> but it was at a club. Yeah, but it wasn't like popping. It was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> it was like sitting. And, you know, it wasn't like I was like, hey, man, I was like, you know, I was like, hey, I just, you know, didn't want to make a big deal. Like, yo, Tay Diggs. I was like, hey, man, uh, the, 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 trying to make it real subtle. And, and then he goes, I'm sorry, man. I, I, you want to take a picture now? I go, no, I don't want your fucking picture now. Well, Well, T.I.'s wife said it best, um, uh, Tiny, mm-hmm. when uh, this girl went off on her on social media about how she supported her career, but she wouldn't take a picture with her at the club. <clears <clears <throat> yeah. And, like, she responded. And I've always tried to figure out how to respond, and it made the most sense. She goes, she goes, look, I was there celebrate my girlfriend's birthday. So I went there to have fun with my friends. So we said no pictures because if I take one, I got to take 100. And whether I take 99, the minute I say no, I'm just a bitch right. to that person on. And I, she goes, so I just, she, and but she, the way she said it was, if I would have met you under any other circumstances, any other place, like at a Starbucks or anywhere else, <clears throat> I'd have to take a picture with you. But I just want to have fun that night. And I didn't want to have to take pictures. Right. and the way, I was like, I've been trying to figure out how to say it. I go, that's perfect. It's exactly what I'm talking about. It's all where and how. It's true. It's funny because when I, I m- your buddy and my buddy, Michael Ely, <clears throat> the first time I met him, I was kind of like, oh, fuck this guy too. Because we were in an elevator, <clears throat> I think in one of our agencies even. Or was it a car park? Whatever. I was leaving a meeting and he got in an elevator. We're in the same elevator and I go, hey, are you Michael Ely?" He goes like this. Yeah. And the door <laughs> opens and he walked out. and I was like. Oh, well, fuck that guy then. <laughs> and then uh, we did a um, Lily Singh show together. And he goes, Hey, nice to meet you, man. I'm a big fan. I go, oh, Are you really, huh? <laughs> okay, did you bring it up? And then I go, We'll talk about it on the air. We get on the air and I told him the story. He goes, What? I go, Yeah. So Mike Lily just kind of blanked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mike. Yeah. He's a great guy. Mike's one of those guys, he's in it for mm. the art. Like, he's not in it for the fame. Right. Like, he's literally an actor. I just want good projects. I want to do good work. And, of course, the money and perks are always great. But it ain't about just being famous. He could care less about that. Was it you asking me if I had Jesse Williams' number the other day? No. Somebody asked me, do you have Jesse Williams' number? I go, no, I got Michael Ealy, the original Jesse Williams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The not as angry Jesse Williams. The less militant one. God, Vince is not getting back to me. As soon as we say goodbye... He's gonna text back. I'm sure he's looking. at Yeah, it here's right now. The video. he's probably trying to upload it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's Trying to. He's rip probably it. going through his videos right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude shot on a so. camcorder. He had a camcorder with him that weekend. Yeah. God, that's when they were like this. Yeah, yeah. It was one of these little the, one. The '92 it was, Olympic. It was team? the little one. It was the little one. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I thought we peaked digitally. Oh, where oh, do we yeah. go from here? There's nowhere else. Yeah. It had so. a screen that popped up. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now look at them. They look like fucking spaceships. I got so many damn home videos of my kids on those things. <clears throat> I, I can't figure out how to watch them now. i the got to get them eight. transferred. Yeah, it was high eight, home. super eight. Oh, my, wife, my wife's puss, her placenta, all that shit's on there. Oh, nice. We'll yeah. never release that, but you should. They was like this. Hey. My wife's like, don't, don't, don't take that. I go, hey, fuck that. I'm watching my kid come out. <laughs> yeah. Did I film my son being born? I don't think. I, somebody did. I think we do have it on video. I don't think I do. Ah, it's gross. I, don't know, I wasn't grossed at all. Yeah. And everybody's like, "You're gonna, you're not gonna want to see that." I go fuck that! Yeah. I was into it. He was jacking that was, off. In the that corner. was right there. <laughs> yeah. There's some pussy oh, I'm not getting fuck. for the next three months. Yeah. <laughs> Them stitches are gonna come out quick. Yeah. Yeah. Hope they're dissolvable, yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but dissolve this dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Russ. Well, I appreciate you okay. hanging with me. This my, I think this was the longest one. Oh, well, it's good. I'm glad. As we long got as to podcast, because you can shave it down to like good 15 and get a good solid one out of yeah, it. Yeah, we're good, man. I was trying to go five hours, but we're good. I was trying to do a Dave Chappelle, Dane Cook contest. Hilarious. <laughs> Back from the early 2000s. Joe, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Gary. So all I man. was checking all those messages while I was talking to you. I the goodbyes. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, go home. Just to let you know, we're wrapping up yeah. now, guys. let's go home, Russ. All right. Bye.